Hello and welcome to 60MW. I'm Chris and we are back with another Spotlight Reflection movie show. And joining me, as always, is my wibbly-wobbly, consume-everything-in-the-whole-planet and suck-it-all-dry partner in crime, it's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. That made me sound like a great big fat homosexual prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, you know, if the if the shoe fits and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, true, true, true. Very true. It wouldn't be the first time you've fallen on hard times. You know, you've got a, a career to fall back on, haven't you? Yeah. I do like to gobble things down. <laughs> um, and suck the life out of them. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that's probably why I enjoy doing these shows so much. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, we're back, which is awesome. Um, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah, all's good in the world. Well, it's not all good in the world. The world's, you know, falling apart still. But I'm okay, and that's all that matters. Yes. Well, we're doing these shows, which is mm. uh, still good, because I think these shows and just podcasting in general helps to keep us all sane, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I do wonder where I'd be if we hadn't done done all the shows in the last year. I know, and uh, hopefully, and I think it does, that the people who listen to these shows, it's helped keep them a little bit sane and distracted as well, which is good. Yeah. So. Anything that stops murders is a good thing. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know why I saw, there was a slight delay when I agreed with that. Of course, there <laughs> Well, actually, mm, anything that stops murders? Well, actually, no, because, like, genocide, that would stop... Some people who have been genocided murdering other people because murders happen, but genocide's not a good thing. Mm. Well, I have to retract that statement. Uh, yes, I, I, I guess <laughs> it's like the uh, the scene in the Dead Zone. Have you seen that with Christopher Walken? Uh, and I don't think I have. Oh, I won't say what I was going to say then. Um, but well, uh, well, no, you've got to now because otherwise continuity is shit to sh- shit to shot, shot to shit, shit, shit to shot. Well, shit it's, to shit to shot. It's uh, basically there's, he's having a conversation with because uh, he can see the future. Um, that's the thing. He has a car crash, and after he has the car accident, he can see the future. He can, if he holds, if he touches people or touches objects, he can see what happened. Um, you know, so it's a Stephen King book, and yeah, uh, really uh, boring if you just held a watermelon. Uh, um, eh? Well, do you mean you can see the future and the past of the object that you're touching? He can. So yeah, he can see what's going to happen, and um, but, it, but not what has happened. I can't remember if that's the case or not. But he can. Well, it, he can. He can definitely see the future. That's. Well, if you held a watermelon, all you'd see is it being picked up, put in a basket, paid for, and then it would be you know, eaten, which would be a horrific thing to see. I don't think it works on things like that, on fruit and vegetables. Well, you said object. Oh, my God. It, uh, it, well, I picked any object in the world. <laughs> <laughs> now you're telling me, you said object. That's pretty comprehensive. And I just chose one. And now you're saying not a watermelon. Well, he might do. I don't know. That's not in the film anyway. But the... Um, <laughs> well, no, that'd be a shit plot. <laughs> the, there's a bit where he's having a conversation with... A do- I think it's a doctor or it's a friend or something like that. And... Um, he played by Herbert Lom, and he uh, he's asked to pose the question. You know, if you knew that things that Hitler was going to do, uh, but you had a chance to stop him and kill him before it happened, would you do it? 
Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. that. I don't know why I've got onto that fucking point now. I've lost the thread completely. Why did you ask me? Why did I bring that up? I don't. I don't know. But so if he, <laughs> so if he was say he was in the back seat of a car, yeah. and he's getting a little bit jiggy with a woman called Diane or something, right? And say um, you know, he got his fingers a bit frisky. So would he see the only see the future of the vagina, or would he see the whole person's future? I think it only works if there's something worth seeing. I don't know if it's there's like a selectiveness about it. I I cannot remember. I, I must because that'd be really useful when you like you're a, you're a bit gangly and a teenager ish or young, and you're in a club. You could just go around sort of tapping all the girls on the back and then you know exactly which one you should spend you know you should actually buy a drink and which one's not to waste your money with well that's true but all here, well hey here's the sort of thing isn't it what if you touched somebody and that you discovered that they were a serial killer or murderer would you do nothing about it because if you told somebody they wouldn't believe you would they well you kind of have to do nothing about it because otherwise you turn into a serial killer yourself Okay. Well, well, that's the that's the question, isn't it? Like I said, if you knew that you could kill, if if you knew what Hitler was going to be capable of and do, would you kill him? But then you'd just be a murderer, the person yeah. who killed an innocent man. Yeah, you just spend you spend your life in prison or dead. Yeah. So um, that's it, isn't it? Would you do it? We're not even talking about the fucking dead zone. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh God. Oh. Anyway. Um. I don't know because I, what I'd want to know is right. Obviously, th- horrible things happen, but I'd like to know what what would now have been like if we didn't have World War One and Two. Uh, uh, if it means right, basically, it boils down to obviously we were promised flying cars by the time we were the age we're at now, and it hasn't happened. Now, hmm. if you went back and killed Hitler, if it meant I was going to get flying cars, yeah, it, or uh, skateboards, hoverboards, yeah. That that would be yeah, but that's that's that we're straying into Back to the Future territory here as well. So <laughs> let's just stop. Why don't you talk about those films? Maybe no. one day. I um, do like to get you at the start of a show. I don't know why. I know you confuse me, and it's not You've been hard. On watermelons and fingering. So watermelons, <laughs> fingering, and Hitler. Um. Anyway, for people hmm. who haven't listened to one of these shows before, it's not about uh, the moral questions of life, about whether if you had the chance to kill Hitler before you knew he was going to turn into a mass murderer, would you do it? Um, or, you know, the, the questions about watermelons and... So would you do it? Would I? Oh, my God. Um, well, to go along with the line from Herbert Lom, he he's sort of like, I think he says... He tries to wait up in his mind like we've just done. Um, but then he just turns around and goes, yes, I'd kill the son of a bitch. Um, so there you go. But if you did it, you might cease to exist. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't what, know. You know we don't know, you know. Our past might have... Not our past as in me and you. But like your family's history might be intertwined with something, you know, butterfly effects and all that. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that, isn't it? It's like, it's that thing, isn't it? You know, um Hitler had a wank in 1942, and then all that time later, you was born. Oh, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Um, <laughs> I need to lie down. Anyway, for what people... Type of wank? Shut up! <laughs> um, so, 
for people who don't know what we're talking, we're not talking about this. No, we we will we, get there. We will this get is there. this is a, a an entirely different conversation. But uh, we are here to talk about films from our childhood that we haven't seen for years and years and years, and in some cases may not have seen at all, um, as is the case with this particular film that we're going to be talking about this evening. Um, so it's and it's just kind of going back and looking at these films with a fresh pair of eyes and a different perspective, I suppose, from an adult. And do they still hold up, uh, or are they just crap? That's it, isn't it? Yes, in a yeah. nutshell. Yes, thank you. Um, so we've done quite a few now. I'm not going to list them all, uh, but the last one that we did was Blind Fury with Rutger Hauer. So if you're uh, interested in that movie at all, then go back to uh, the website, which is 60mw.co.uk, and check it out. Um, running alongside the movie show, which we started a bit more recently, was, or is, I should say, um, a Spotlight Reflection TV show, which at the moment is chatting about all things Sledgehammer. Uh, so it's uh, it, we've done a few episodes of those. I think we're up to episode six. It's going to take us a little while <laughs> to get through them. Yes. Um, but that's if we decide to carry on because that's the little twist with that yeah. particular uh, show or, uh, you know, um, series that we're doing. So, um, but anyway, can I move on now? Well, gonna... yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not your god. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are here to talk about a film from 1988 that you hadn't seen for a very long time mm -hmm. and it turns out that i hadn't seen at all mm. and it is uh directed by chuck russell the blob the blob the blob 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 i can't uh, help but say it's sort of like that like i've got to add that emphasis on yeah blob. i can't blob. hear blob without hearing i know it's a different word without hearing uh blackadder say bob yes blob. 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 <laughs> uh, so uh, I've been having a bit of fun with this and um You have as well. You've gone you've gone well beyond normal um uh, normal thing. What do you want to call it? Um You've gone I, beyond your duty. I was gonna say above and beyond the call That's of duty. What I mean. Yes. Yes. Um yes, I have. Um I've been on a bit of a blob um odyssey yeah, a blobathon blobby uh <laughs> shall we say um yeah. it's so yeah because this is a remake of the um 1958 is it i think it's 1958 i think you're right yeah um movie starring steve mcqueen and um I'd never seen that before, and I like going back and watching old films, you know, and, and um, so it was just really, I suppose, just for curio more of curiosity's sake, if you like, yeah. a bit of homework. I just, I thought, well, I'll, I'll go back and I'll watch that, and I enjoyed it, you know, it's a it's a sort of camp and kitsch kind of fun, really, do you know what I mean? It's, um, there's not much more to say, really. It's it, just know. got the amazing music.
Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. My God, you mentioned that at the end yeah. of the show. <laughs> And it is. Beware of the blob. It creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. <laughs> I've been playing that to my kids. And they've been going, Dad. I mean, if they could turn around and say, what the fuck? Um, which would be quite amusing and disturbing at the same time if a four-year-old said that. Um, but I'd tell you, because maybe it's a bit of Stockholm Syndrome, but because I've been playing it that much and then dancing around the room like an idiot... Um, I think they've actually been quite enjoying it. So they'll Excellent. say, put the blob on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's really, it's a it's a good, good song. So I've been enjoying that. Um, and then I have watched the sequel from 1972, um, directed by, of all people, Larry Hagman, J.R., yeah, I I watched the first because you've got above and beyond the Call of Duty. I merely poke my nose around the corner of Duty. Yes, and uh, I watched the first fifteen minutes of this, and um, wow, I mean, just just wow. Yeah, I I really must watch the rest of it because it is oh good god, it's weird and shit. It's but weird. It, it, it's really really fucking shit i yeah. mean oh, does it ever get any better no i mean, I, I got to the bit where the woman gets blobbed outside and uh having gone through the intro of of someone apparently having a stroke and an epileptic fit on a synthesizer or no <laughs> it sounded like a like an 8-bit computer game with yeah with mm. jean-michel jar having a fit it, it awful and it's just four or five minutes of a cat or yes. a kitten walking along meowing sort of intertwined with uh, screams of people. Uh, yeah. I mean, they must have been on some good drugs when they made that. I mean, the, the problem I've got, I mean, it is one of those films that I think, you know, when I first started watching it and I was thinking, this is going to be so 
bad it's like it's it's going to be good do you know what yeah. i mean it's it's oh, like it not but it's just bad because um, uh, i was thinking pro- sorry for the first two scenes people do not shut up yes does that change like the, the I mean, the bloke is weird. I don't know if he's special or whatever, but he's <laughs> drinking beer out of a flower vase. Eventually, she's whittering on in the kitchen. They have terrible conversations with each other. They never stop talking, mm-hmm. and then she goes in the kitchen and she's talking to that kitten that someone puts through the window because obviously it didn't jump through there because it's too small. The uh, cat, not the window, <clears throat> and she just does this like four-minute monologue speaking to the Samuel cat. the cat. Yes, and I'll just think, at some point people have got to shut up because it's, she's not even really like giving exposition. They're just fucking wittering constantly. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. Drove me mad. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing. A lot of it looks like they've just pulled people off the street and said, do you want to be in a film? Um, you know, this is the, the setup. And the, I mean, it is hilarious. This is why I said, I thought, oh, it's going to be so bad. It's good because um, the start of the movie, like you said, you get a sort of shit music and then three minutes of a kitten just frolicking around. <laughs> and then you're introduced to this sort of, I'm guessing it's husband and wife. Uh, she goes into the freezer to get something out of the freezer, discovers a canister that says, keep frozen at all times or something yeah. like that she put leaves it out and says to the chap what's this and he goes oh some of my mates just dug it up yeah. <laughs> all right that's it <laughs> it's then a, it's a sample and then he goes back to his fishing tackle box which has got his beer hidden I, it was weird it's very weird i mean i must admit i gave up after about 50 minutes yeah. um mainly because i think uh i i just I wanted to go off and do something else. And I just thought, this is just not good. I mean, like I said, I stuck with it for as long as I could, but it's terrible. Oh, dear. Um, so anyway. You know, um, sometimes, sorry, you, you know if you watch a, a video that's been put on YouTube that probably should be taken down because of copywriting issues. Yes. And sometimes the pictures, like every five seconds, they'll zoom in to like four times zoom and then zoom it, out again. Yeah. That start of that film felt like that, but I don't think it was. I just think it was terribly framed, and there was lots of really close-up shots that were too close and stupid. Yes, it, you, I think you're right. It's just, uh, it's it was yeah, just not good. Anyway, we're not here to talk mm. about that shit. No. Um, but we are here to talk about, like I said, the 1988 version, um, which is a, a remake of the original. And uh, have you se- you're, you've clearly seen the original if you know the song and everything. No, I I only know the song for some reason. Ah. I think it was because when I, I first put blob in blob, when I first put the blob into YouTube, it just brought up the blob theme song. So then I, I watched that and thought this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Different, but then it was from a different film. But I thought no, that that's worth sharing because it's yeah, it just doesn't go with the uh, the subject matter. Well, it does because it's brilliant, but it doesn't because it's mm. weird. You're right, um, but the film, um, comparing the original to the remake, there are some scenes which, you know, are pretty much shot for shot kind of thing, yeah. um, but I'll tell you some of the differences which I thought were mm. interesting, and not going to give away at this point in time what I think of the, the remake, because we wanted to know, where did you first watch this, and how long has it been since you've watched it? Ooh, <sighs> I probably haven't watched this. I'm going to say round about 1990. Um, it was when I. It would have been on the. It would have been a rental from the local video shop. You know, one copy. When I was going through my horror phase, but my mum would rent me out horror films, and mm. um, I think this one I avoided for a while. Um, 
because I'm sure the VHS was only a 15 certificate. Okay. I'm positive. And at the time, if a horror film weren't 18, I weren't renting it. Yes. Um, I think it would have been a point where I'd probably seen most things and thought, oh, I'll go for the blob. Someone might have said, go and see this. Look, no, watch the blob. It's well scary. But I can't remember. So I watched it then. And then, yeah, never watched it again. But for some reason, and again, I can't tell you why, probably for this show at some point, I did. I bought it last year. I just hadn't watched it. So maybe mm. I was thinking, I might uh, I might watch that with for the show at some point. So that's my short history. Do you remember enjoying it? Or could you remember enjoying anything about it at all? Uh, I can remember thinking it was okay, but I think I was very much more of a slashery type zombie phase at the time mm. so of which this isn't really uh, no uh you know it was always nice to get a bit of you know some boobs and stuff in your horror films when you're younger this has you know zero boobs um so yeah i probably wasn't that impressed by it but i do remember it having some reasonably good effects in it and i, I think it's I think just because everything's CGI now, I was probably uh, a bit more intrigued to see what the, some of the practical stuff was like because I do like the old practical effects. Mm. Yeah, uh, from my point of view, I remember it being out at the time. I remember like seeing posters in the video shop and that's the thing. I was having this conversation with Dave the other day about that because he, he was telling me that he used to work in, I think he said three video shops mm. uh, back in the day and... Um, he said he had an amazing poster for this and he really loved the film and he wished he'd still got it. That was kind of like, you know, the gist of the... But then it led on to when I was younger and I was a kid that um, I'd go with my cousins or my friends and we'd always like go to the video shop. You know, if we weren't, even if we weren't looking for films, we'd just go and we'd pop in and say, ask the chap or the person behind the counter, have you got any posters? Yes. Uh, Yes, did, yes, yes. did you do that as oh, well? Oh, yeah, we used to do it on a, in a mid, at our middle school. There was a, a uh, Ritz's video opened up. I, don't, I think it eventually became a Blockbusters, but it was Ritz's. And, uh, yeah, they would always have posters in the background, in the background, in the back. So, yeah, we'd go there like a couple of times a week after school, see what posters they've got. I've, I remember getting a Jaws the Revenge poster. Nice. And if, if, you, went, if you got there just at the right time, uh, when something new had come in, you, they'd also give away like the um, cardboard diorama stand things they used to put in the front window. Oh, you lucky bastard! Yeah, I didn't get one. My mate got, my mate got again. Jaws the Revenge, so he got a big like four foot Jaws the Revenge shark type thing, which was pretty cool. Wow. Um, I mean, well, I'm saying wow. I mean, it's fucking Jaws the Revenge, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. But yeah. even so, that'd be quite cool to have in your bedroom as a yeah. kid. Oh yeah, it? when you're that age, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, um, I mean, you never knew what you were going to get because some of the posters, like I'd never heard of the films, or some no. of them, were, you know, you, you'd get something decent. But um, yeah, that just led me on to that. And he said that he bought the X rental VHS as well. I mean, that was so. Oh, I forgot they used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, because obviously they'd make their money back on on the. Uh, video itself and then they'd sell them on I remember HMV did that for a period of time as well in the probably early to mid 90s because yeah. I remember seeing a copy of Universal Soldier uh, on VHS um, for about £80 um, Wow we, Yeah <laughs> um, So uh, anyway but yeah so it's one of those films that 
totally passed me by. Um, saw it at the time. Remember seeing the trailer because you know you'd watch well, similar to you. I used to watch horror films and stuff, but this was just never one that was on my radar. Yeah. Um, and um, I mean, looking into it, it came out in like I said, 1988. It had a budget of about 10 million dollars, and it grossed about 8.2. Um, so similar to Blind Fury, it was a, a a failure in terms of you know financially, it was a failure. Yeah. Whereas the original, I think they uh, made it for about 110 thousand dollars, and it made about four million. So you know, um, that was a, a massive success back in 1958. But um, yeah, so, I mean, just looking at Chuck Russell's uh, filmography, and not all of them, selected filmography. I mean, he considering he, you know, he hasn't made that many films, he's, he's he had quite a decent run of making movies. In his, So he started off in 1987 with A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, mm-hmm. Dream Warriors. Often people's second favourite one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, that's probably the first Freddy film where he starts to turn into more of a... You know, um, uh, like a com- comedy character, co- yeah, comedic villain. Yeah. Sort it of go, goes from paedophile to almost <laughs> like, well, yeah, almost like all the funny uncle who also touches me. Yes, before he slices you, and he slices you in it, uh, and in. I think that was the first nightmare film that I just wasn't scared of Freddy anymore because. Yeah. You know, and it, it kind of I liked it because all the kids in it had different powers. You know yeah. what I mean? Even though most of them got fucked up, it was uh, it was fun. It was a fun and in, you know inventive film. I think so. Um, I think it's probably just downhill after that. But still, um, the Blob in 1988. Then he had a break uh, in 1994. He directed The Mask with um, Jim Carrey. Never been a massive fan of that film. Yeah, it's one of those that I saw it at the cinema when it came out and then loved it, thought it was hilarious and watched it probably about a year or two ago maybe and uh, it doesn't really hold up if I'm not being... I mean, it's one of those. I think that the kids enjoyed it, but it's... Uh, yeah, I think from reading it into that, it was supposed to be a lot darker, um, but obviously, you know, Jim Carrey was massive at the time. So um, then Eraser in 1996 with um, Arnie. That was Arnie's yeah. comeback film, I think, after his heart uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, Bless This Child, which I've never seen, uh, with Kim Basinger. And then The Scorpion King in 2002 with The Rock. Yeah. Uh, which I've never seen, but, um, you know, it, it it was a spin-off, really, wasn't it, of the Mummy films? Yeah. Um, so, and it got, it's got Kelly Hugh in it, and she's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I've never seen it, so I don't know. Um, and then he's just directed uh, a TV episode after that, and then a couple of other things. I think one of them's like a Bollywood film last year, uh, or in 2019, I should say. So, which is not exactly prolific, is he? Not at all. And, you know, considering some of the films, yes, I mean, Eraser's so, a so-so Arnie film. It's not classic or anything like that, but it's decent. It's well made. I think the, the mask, again, it's not it's not amazing, but it's it's decent. And I'm not going to comment on the blob, but Nightmare on Elm Street, again. So I think he's a, he's a um, he, you know, I think he, he, he's sort of like, he knows how to put a film together and yeah. they're not, Shite, do you know what I mean? Um, not com- again, not commenting on the blob, but do you know what I mean? So you'd think, or you'd expect him to have made a few more films because, like, yeah. a very functional director in terms, of, although maybe not, you know, um, extraordinary. Say, you know, well, the, the mask would have made a fair bit of cash, wouldn't it? I would have thought. Oh, that would have been a huge hit. Yeah. Mm. 
And I'd imagine Nightmare on Elm Street 3 would have been quite a big film as well. Yeah. And Razor probably would have made its money back. Um, so there you go. Anyway, the uh, the cast. So let's have a little look here. So we've got Kevin Dillon, who play, plays a character called Brian Flagg. Um, or as I just wrote in my notes, Hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did go mullet, then eventually flag, and then Brian, and then B. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about his hair when we get to the film. Um, Shawnee Smith, who I have don't think I've ever really seen her in anything else. I know she's been in the Saw films, but I couldn't really tell you what character she plays or no, anything. Like no, I can't remember anything. About, I've seen... I've probably seen four Saw films, maybe five. I'm not entirely sure. Couldn't tell you anything that happened really in them either. Yeah, the people just die in horrible ways. Yeah. Um, and then um, Donovan Leach, Lettage Jr. Donovan Lake, Lake, Lake. Who plays Paul. Um, yeah. And then there's just a lot of ensemble cast. I mean, people I've seen in other films, like you've got Paul McCrane, who was um, Emil in Robocop, the melting dude. Yeah, uh, do you know what? I knew I bloody knew him. I didn't look it up, but I thought I'd recognise you. Yeah, and then you've got Jeffrey DeMunn, who's the sheriff, who's been in other um, films that you would have seen from the 80s. And also, who's the writer of this, or one of the writers? Uh, Frank Darabont. Um, yeah. He's been in, the, he was in The Mist, and he's been in, um, God, that fucking zombie program. I, I bet that's been on for like a million years. What's it called? The Walking Dead. Yes, yeah, he's been, He's he was in that, so... Um, and then other people that have been involved with them before. Uh, so, but no real standouts as such. No. Do you know what I mean? Um, Kevin Dillon. I, again, the only films I remember him being in particularly was he was in Platoon, where he played a psycho, uh, and he was in The Doors, and that's about it, really. Um, I don't know if you remember him from being in anything. Memorable. No, not at all, if I'm honest. No, he was in Entourage. I, I never watched that though. So no, nah, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, um, but yeah. So again, it, it, one of those casts, I guess. Um, so it's on for an hour and thirty-five minutes, mm-hmm. and it has got a six point five out of ten out of thirty-two thousand five hundred and seventeen uh, ratings. That's that's not bad. kind of bang on the money, isn't it? Just over an hour and a half middling rating that seems to be where we, we we sort of that's where we're at at the moment with whatever we're choosing yeah um and yeah so have you got a little synopsis of the I, film yes i do have a little synopsis as the they always seem to be very little synopsi these days on imdb <laughs> right so the synopsis for the blob is thus a deadly entity from space crashes near a small town and starts to consume anyone in its path. Panic ensues as shady government scientists try to contain the horrific creature. Mm, there you go. Um, that's it, I think, really, isn't it? So shall yeah. we put the trailer on and then we'll have a little break and we'll come back and we'll get into the film. Yeah. <laughs> If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a body, you could shoot it. If it had a heart, you could kill it. Now, man 
is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? You were there, you saw. Plasmic life form that hunts its prey. Predator. I want that organism alive. I think you ticked it off. there you go that was the trailer um it's all right i mean it's it's a decent trailer i mean it kind of tells you a bit about the film i I don't know i I sort of felt a bit meh towards it like do you know what i mean i I, I think if i'd have watched the trailer i don't know if i'd have gone out and rented it if do you know what i mean i I don't know what did you think it is weird because i know trailers often give too much away but for a trailer for the blob there's not much blob in the trailer (laughs) and it must have been it must have been they might have uh, I think they must have started some editing to do because I don't know if you noticed there's about eight or nine explosions of various things in the trailer they all Mm. use exactly the same sound effect Uh, right yeah okay which stuck out to me a little bit yeah and it's also got the classic uh, 80s 90s um, voiceover oh yeah it was nice to hear nice to hear him though yeah, oh, definitely. Um, but yeah, like I said, it, it's not. There's nothing wrong with it particularly. It's just it 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 didn't really do anything for no. me as such. Um, I wouldn't have watched that and gone. I've got to go and see the blob. No. <laughs> um, but um, you mentioned that you bought this, and I'm hmm. curious. I don't know if you have or not. But um, were there any extras on the Blu-ray or DVD? There isn't a lot actually. I think there's like one making of feature. Okay. Did you have and to watch it? Or? I didn't watch it, no. I just I just watched The Blob and The Blob trailer. I didn't, I didn't get around to watching that. I probably should have done. Might have given me some insight so I know what I'm talking about. Ugh. Well, that's all right. It doesn't matter. We're, we're talking about the film. I, just, I was curious, that was all, to see whether... Because I mean, you'd think that this would be sort of one of those films that would be up for like a, a special edition, you know, with uh, like yeah. Arrow do, where there's tons of special features and tons of behind the scenes, etc. and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, and no, my um, version's pretty bare bones. Is it? Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Well, what the special features is chapter select. Um, <laughs> Animated subtitles. menus. Um, yeah I remember when I first had my DVD player and and I saw that and I didn't really understand about special features as such I mean it's one of those I don't tend to watch Blu-rays anymore or DVDs as as such so I don't really watch um, special features and behind the scenes featurettes and whatever when it first came out I used to watch tons of them and some of them are really good like the one for The Matrix there was one where it was follow the white rabbit and you click yeah. on a certain scene and it would take you into that scene and how they made it and everything. That was very cool. But yeah, I think one of the first times I saw it, it was like animated um, menus. And I was just sort of like flicking, like trying to find, like, because I thought it was something that was actually animated. I didn't realise it was just the menu, like, <laughs> was the bit of the film or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Nothing worse than early DVDs when it's like animated menus. And it's like, oh, cool. And it was cool compared to VHS to have like, you know, you'd click on something, then you'd 
something would happen, you know, it would animate itself into another part of the scene or whatever. Brilliant the first two times you do it until you think, right, I just want to go to, I don't know, the sound settings menu, but I've got to watch 10 seconds of an animation before I get there. And then I'm pressing yeah. back and then it's animating back out or wherever it was. Because then <laughs> they'd end up making their menus like a fucking hub world in a computer game. So it's like, here's the main hub. But if you want to get to any setting, you've got to walk down this path and go to yeah. this other little mini hub. Ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. But do you remember, and this is something that kids and you know young adults going forward will never experience or know about but obviously because you know coming from a background of vhs and rewinding fast forwarding going to your favorite scenes and you know some fucker hadn't rewound the video when you rented it (laughs) and all that kind of stuff but the first time you put a dvd in and you just like it boots up and you can click on scenes and it's like Holy shit! This is amazing. You know what yeah, I mean? And proper not a Star Trek futuristic that was. Oh, amazing! Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, so how many pages of notes have you made about the blob? Well, for the blob, um, I am as per normal. You know, I was going to do my notes in the medium of mental dance, but then I thought, <laughs> no, I will stick with paper, and I have seven sides. Of A4. Ooh. What do you so have? I've got... I'm eight, A4 as well. And mm-hmm. I'm I've eight, just about got eight around pa- that. Yeah. Eight? Eight pages. Yes. Yeah, but you've got your special handwriting, haven't you? So. It is. They are in little paragraphs, but they are... It is yeah. definitely... You do well, paragraphs? I don't mind. <laughs> Honestly, mine's just a list. <laughs> No, it is. It's like little paragraphs. I've put some pictures up, didn't I? I sent them to you. I mean, I can barely fucking read them myself. So I know, but I'm, I'm just disappointed. Like mine is just a list of lines, and I've just about got over you having A4 paper, and now you're telling me you have structure and paragraphs. How can you have paragraphs when you, if you haven't seen the film, how do you write a structured note-taking thing on a film you haven't seen? It tends to be when there's a change in the scene. So, like, um, if there's there's like a you know say a, a, a scene of dialogue between two characters and then it moves up the you know the story moves on to somebody else or something else happens elsewhere then i'll change it and i'll I'll move on to another line on the page so then i know that that's kind of where things have moved on a bit oh right yeah i, I don't do that no, no. it makes sense to me anyway mm. so yeah there you go see you're more and more impressed with my notes now i know i'm just looking at mine thinking wow well. You put all that effort into your notes, and I don't. Yet mine are brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shall we get into the film? Yeah. And see whether or not it stands up for you, or whether or not I enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, So I was a little bit disappointed that you didn't sort of enjoy Blind Fury as much as I had hoped you would do you don't have to take it personally it's just you know it was just my taste i i thought we got a good show out of it but i just oh yeah don't, don't no. make me relive the child <laughs> sorry okay well anyway so um this sort of opens up in space and mm. you know the, the whole opening to a certain degree part of it anyway um just in terms of it sort of visually and the, the shots and various other things and part of the music not all of it because 
um, you know, the, the music for The Thing, which is the movie I'm, t- I'm sort of thinking about, yeah. is uh, was by Ennio Maricone or Mark Maricone, Maricone. I sound like sounds stupid now. Um, the the yeah. Anyway, the guy who did the 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 Man with No Name trilogy music and all that kind of stuff. Um, but so it it did. I, I liked the opening. I just it just you know it starts off in space. You don't see like a spaceship or anything like that. No, you don't see an alien. I was expecting a spaceship if I'm if I'm honest. But yeah, we, we got. Yeah, it's like a very bleak opening. Yeah, with really bleak, bleak music. No human beings at all. Yeah, it just yeah. So you get space, then the Earth, then a town, then a street, then a cinema, then a shop. With snow references, because, you know, snow references, you need that. Then a cat, which I'm cat. now wondering if that was a callback to Beware the Blob. Yes. Uh, then a fountain, a building, a statue, an angel, and a graveyard. Yeah. And it was. It was really eerie. And yeah. one of the things I liked about it was the sort of the way that the camera... It, it started, like I said, started in space, but then it sort of moved on into the earth. And then, you know, you got your cloud coverage and then it goes into the town. And it just, it's, it felt really good. You know, yeah. I just, I thought it was really well done, really, you know, and set, I, I just, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it to be as bleak as it, as it was. Um, no, it was there, a, there was a lot about this film that I didn't expect, if mm, I'm being perfectly honest. Okay. We'll get to that. But uh, but yeah, and then um, the next thing you know, it sort of slowly pans over into an American football field, which is obviously where everybody is. Yes. Uh, so you get the feeling it's a small town, you know, there's not much going on, and um, you, you've got, uh, an, say, an American football match going on, and then there's these two dudes, uh, one of them, is it Paul? Um, Paul Taylor, yes, our hero. Yes, Um He's chatting to his mate uh, and he's watching Meg, who's Shawnee Smith, who's a cheerleader. And this sort of like he, he's talking, to, you know, he, he wants to pluck up the courage to ask her out, doesn't he, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, and his mate just basically says, just go for it and all that kind of stuff, uh, egging him on. And then he goes back onto the football field, gets taken out by three dudes. And <laughs> yeah, through, he, a, through a table. Yes. <laughs> and nobody comes over to check on it that he's okay, except for Meg. And... Um, he he, kind of, you know, whether he does it on purpose or because he's, he's a bit concussed, he asks her out or he's, you know, you do anything tonight, um, which is quite cool, you know. Like I said, yeah. it it was just that uh, that opening few first few minutes were just really unexpected. Um, yeah, it was nicely, it was it was a nice little twist because it, it did well. Obviously, it wasn't going to be the end of the world because it would be a no film if it was if there was no one in it. But it, yeah, it was kind of like, oh, look at this! It could be post-apocalyptic, and I know it is just a small town, and everyone is at this game because there's fuck all else to do there. Hmm. Um, and then you uh, you cut back to I've written Matt Dillon, but it's Kevin Dillon. Um, <laughs> I've just put mullet with bike. <laughs> who's got amazing hair? Oh. I mean, it's. <sighs> Uh, I read a few of the facts and trivia on IMDb earlier on, and apparently Meg has got hair extensions, and also he's got hair extensions as well. Oh, that's disappointing, because it, yeah, it looks like he, his scalp is covered in the ears of spaniels. Yes. He's, he does look a bit like, in re- reference to the doors, which he was in, uh, he looks a little bit like Jim Morrison, uh, yeah. you know, with his hair, sort of, you know, peak Jim Morrison, I guess. Um 
And uh, yeah, so he's just sort of out of town and he's on his own and he's on his motorbike. Oh, he's a bad um, dude. He's got a leather jacket. He's smoking a cigarette. He's got a Drinking bike. a beer. Yeah, drinking beer. And he's going to do a very 80s thing of, well, well, sort of thing that I used to do in the 80s when I was nine and I had a bike, a pedal bike, admittedly. You try and, you know, you go, oh, can I jump that? He's there apparently just to do that little jump over the bridge, isn't he? Which, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, kind of a sad pastime to do on your own because you've got no one to boast to. No. Yeah. Um, so he does it. He, he go, you know, he sort of revs his bike up. He's on his way, but then his bike um, breaks a little bit. Yeah. I don't know what exactly happens, but uh, he, he ends up sort of taking a spill. Um, and then there's this homeless man, a bum, with his dog. And. Yeah. Um, He's just laughing at him, isn't he? Pretty much. Yeah, beforehand, uh, you just see a shot of him. He's there, and he sort of hides in a bush. And then yeah. he comes back out and starts clapping, clapping mullet when, uh, yeah, when he wipes out. And he wipes out pathetically. What a knob end. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so then you go to the diner, uh, new paragraph, and... Uh, <laughs> There's he he the the diner and the sheriff is there and he's chatting to the is it the owner or the waitress but it, it's it's I think it's the owner yeah who, who is a waitress called, yeah she yeah she's both we find out she's called Fran and the uh, the sheriff is called Herb yes um, we have very American he, naming films you never see an English film with anyone called Herb hmm. or Herb as as and they say he's got. I noticed his police hat. It looked quite big, didn't it? You know what I mean? It didn't. <laughs> it's sort of, you know, like a ten-gallon hat kind of thing. It did yeah. look like a big, almost like cartoon type hat that yeah. you know. Wasn't sure if, if that came from a hat shop or a joke shop. <laughs> yeah, because he's wearing his hat in the, uh, the diner. You yeah. think you'd take it off, wouldn't you? Yeah, show some. You're trying to ask a lady out. Show some respect. Take your hat off. Yeah. yeah he, um, she knows you're the sheriff. She's not going to go, well, I was going to say no, but then I saw the size of his hat and thought, I've got to ride him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, he's, they're just chatting generally, like, because it's really quiet. That's because everybody's at the game. And uh, he kind of asks her out, doesn't he? And she turns him down pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you know he gives uh, he, he gets the bill off her and it turns out that actually because uh, she's written on it pick me up at eleven which yeah. I thought was quite nice. Although I was uh, kind of hoping that it just stayed that she said no. <laughs> yeah. thinking, Fuck oh, off! Right, well that's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a better hat, you twat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then all of the football people start to turn up in the town and go to the diner, and um, uh, Brian is. Uh, sort of avoiding the sheriff, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Loitering while smoking again. Yeah, looking well hard. Yeah, I mean his hair is. Oh. I mean, it's. If you're a tough, I mean, I know. Yeah, it's the eighties. But if you're, if you're sort of, I suppose, the the town bad boy, you'd think you'd have slightly better hair than that, you know. But hey ho. Um, but yeah, so he's trying to avoid the sheriff, but the sheriff's on to him and, uh, you know, says, look, oh, it's your birthday coming up. Uh, if you uh, you get in trouble again, you know, you're going to be in big trouble by going to jail rather than just going to sort of yeah. juvie. Um, Basically telling him it will get bummed. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be watching. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, 
and I'll have something to hang my hat off as well. <laughs> Even in the giant hat, yeah. <laughs> um, so then um, Brian goes to the garage, uh, which is sort of where he works, I guess, occasionally. Are, are you gleaned from the conversation? Yeah, but- c- kind of. It's sort of, yeah, you don't get much background, do you? It's kind of hints here and there. He's a garage owner called Moss. And uh, yeah, Brian's gone there to borrow some ratchets because he needs some ratchets to fix his bike that he fell off of. The great buff. Yeah. And uh, Moss isn't overly keen because he's got lots of uh, skidoos to uh, <laughs> to fix. Because the whole thing about this town, it seems to be the town's waiting for the snow to come uh, because it's off season at the moment and everyone's bored and got nothing to do. But when the snow comes, that's when the tourists will come. Yeah. So so Moss is fixing all the skidoos ready for the impending snow and impending tourist invasion. Yeah. Um I mean I only watched this today, so and it was like I said my first time, but uh uh I'm a blob virgin. Uh sort of. <laughs> and then yeah, I was sort of like I was a blob virgin and then I ended up being, you know, I think going it's almost like the the sort of sexual um equivalent of becoming a blob whore you know <laughs> you are a blob whore i couldn't get enough of them in my holes because <laughs> you know i had one and then it was like cool you know uh, uh, that was okay but uh, then i just went for a really horrible experience with the blob which oh, scarred me fill me up po- blob fill me up a blob up the butt yeah. and then uh you know i thought oh i'll go for the other blob you know just to sort of wait get rid of the, the bad taste in my mouth of being blobbed, <laughs> of having a blob in your mouth. I don't know where I'm being going. Being blobbed with this. on. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then that's the thing. So you're introduced to the characters to a certain degree, mm. but there's to me there's nothing really that stands out about any of them as such. Do you know what I mean? Initially, no. It's sort of, you know, um, you got the bad boy. You got. I suppose like your class as the jock, you know, yeah. kind of cl- clean cook kind of guy. Then you've got the girl who's a cheerleader who's, again, decent. You know what I mean? Um, but that's kind of it, really. Is it? You got the sheriff and you know the woman who works behind the, uh, uh, you know, the diner. Uh, yeah, we the don't get much about them, do we? We don't get much not, in the way of really. Plot. Not really. That's not so bad. It just kind no. of like it just moves along fairly quickly. I only haven't got long to sort of get to all the. No. The blobbing, have they? Um, but considering so, you end up with like two main protagonists, you never know much about them, re- really. Not really. There's not like a back. I mean, like you, I think you said this many times about films nowadays. There'd be at least another extra half an hour, and yeah. there'd be a whole backstory about them about how fucking Brian was, uh, you know, um, adopted by multiple different families, <laughs> and then you know didn't get on with people, and that's how he became the town's bad boy. Yeah, and then you've got at school, who he knew, why he knew them, all that, all yeah. of that, all of that, all of that. But it just gets on with it, really. So, which is fine. Um, so anyway. Odd scene now that that you go back to the bum new paragraph. I called him and Clap Man for quite a while because the first when he was just clapping, so I thought well, he's not got a name, and I don't want to put bum, so I'll just call him Clap Man. Yeah, he is uh, crushing cans, mm. like you know that you drink out of. Yeah, um, I'm assuming to sell for money at the recycling centre or something, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it with a frying pan on his foot. 
<laughs> yeah, he's tied a frying pan to his foot so he can crush cans. Yeah. Um, which is odd, but still. Um, I take and- it maybe it just means his shoe, because he's homeless and a bum, maybe his shoes weren't good enough, so you wouldn't want to, like, I wouldn't stamp on a, I wouldn't flatten a can with my bare foot. No. Uh, so maybe, yeah, maybe it was a safety thing, but odd, odd choice. It, a yeah. pan. Yes. Um, but then a meteor comes overhead and hits the ground um, a bit behind him and then he goes off to explore. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, this is quite a cool scene and this is like a long uh, joke. Uh, you know, it's like the long joke like like Dave Allen used to do. Like, you know, there's there's sort of like a little bit of comedy, a little bit of tension, a little bit of put, uh, but then you don't get any kind of punchline until a bit no. later on in yeah. the film. Um, so anyway, he the, 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 the two football dudes are in a chemist and yeah. one of them is Paul and Scott. Paul, Paul our, and Scott. Paul, our hero, and Scott, his hideous best friend. Yes. Uh, they're in a chemist, and they're buying... Uh, well, one of them wants to buy condoms, because he mm. wants to go go the, all the way with his girlfriend. Yeah, Scott um, wants to fuck his missus. The, uh, a creepy reverend shows up and starts talking to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, sort of saying... Uh, almost like, oh, I haven't seen you around for a long time. Uh, he's a bit of an odd character, the the Reverend, isn't he? Yeah, they def- de- yeah, he's def- he's definitely touching children. They they've all felt the touch <laughs> of the vicar in that town. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's definitely on a register somewhere. But yeah. he's he's managed to find his way into this small town where nobody knows him. Um, and so he, you know, in the interim period, uh, his mate has ordered some some Johnnies mm-hmm. uh, for our American listeners that's a nickname for um, rub- con- condoms rubber yeah. Johnnies rubbers as they're called Trojans yeah. I think he, he orders doesn't he yeah I think that's the brand isn't it it's, uh, uh, yeah <laughs> as you're talking to the vicar the because uh, it's Paul doing the talking because he's buying them for Scott and uh, yeah just as he's talking to the creepy child molesting vicar happens to be when the chemist comes up and just you know, just asks him if it's ribbed or regular <laughs> Which yeah. I quite liked. <laughs> I wrote that down, and then he starts starts to um, blag it a bit, doesn't he? He says, "Oh, they're not for me. They're yeah. for my friend over there." Who's... Oh no, so it's Scott who's buying them, isn't it? Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, I got that wrong. Yeah, Scott's buying them for himself, but then he blames Paul. Yeah, he, yeah. He sort of goes, you know, he's saying, "Oh, they're not for me. They're for for him. He wants to sh- shag his missus." Um, and uh, so anyway. And and then like he pipes up Paul does and says, Come on, I really want to go and see this girl, doesn't he? So yeah. and and the, the guy behind the counter says, you know, he doesn't need protection, he needs a muzzle. Yeah. Um But yeah, no, I the question I was going to ask you mm-hmm. was uh ribbed or regular? <laughs> what giving or receiving? Um well giving. Well, it, you get more choice now, though, don't you? You don't just get ribbed or regular. There's bobbles and, and whistles. Oh, God, there's all well, sorts. Whistles? You, whistles? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can um, you can get, like, little things that you can strap to the end of your knob and, yeah. and they vibrate. You can get all sorts. Yeah. Not that I know. I've seen them in shop. Well, no, I think I, I always used to... <clears throat> during my younger years, always went for the, the, the novelty-shaped ones that would have been the ribbed. You know, just just to give some consensus that you give a fuck about what the woman's feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I must admit, I was a ribbed man myself as well. Uh, anyway, that's the, the good old days. Um, <laughs> but um, pre-children and all that. Um, 
but yes, uh, then the the bum is in the forest and he discovers a crater and you know he, he sees sort of like the, this red gooey shit and uh, he pokes it with a stick. Yeah, doesn't seem like the most intelligent thing to do. If um, I saw a meteor full of pink bubbling shite, I'm not going to prod it with a stick. No, and this is kind of like a scene for scene, you know, uh, from the first film. Like, you know, you get this guy, this, well, I think he's a homeless type dude anyway. Yeah. And he sees the meteor and then it attaches itself to its his hand in, in the original, and which is what happens here. Yeah, uh, kind of slurps yeah. its way up the stick, doesn't he, onto his hand. Yeah, so he gets a bit of like a, it, well, uh, the shitty end of the stick kind of thing, you Yay. know. Uh, and it's it's on there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, it attaches itself to his hand. Um, and there's a nice little shot where it cuts to a kid eating a jelly and slurping it up, which we've yeah. all done. Can I just say are you, on the uh, <clears throat> on the IMDb page? Yes. It, uh, where the trailer's not playing, but there is a picture of the bum. Yes. He don't half look a lot like James Cameron. Oh yeah, I can see what you mean. Yes. Anyway, yes. Kid eating jelly. Yes, uh, which turns out to be... Oh, not the microphone. Uh, turns out to be one of the uh, little brothers of uh, Meg. Yeah. Uh, and he's with his mate, uh, who's a... Well, he's, he's not a teenager. He's probably about 12, 13, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're both, pre- again, precocious little sods. But um, the mum says something really weird. Don't eat with your face. <laughs> What were you supposed to do? You're supposed to slurp it up through your penis. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so and they're talking about going to the movies, aren't they? And yeah. watching. It, well, it sounds as if they're talking about watching Friday the Thirteenth. You yeah, know, because they call it Garden Tool Massacre. Yeah, uh, but it's a dude wearing a hockey mask, isn't it? They, that's yeah. why the you know he kind of guess that they're talking about Friday the Thirteenth. Um, uh, and then. Uh, she she's talking to the mom, um, uh, Maggie's, and then uh, the, Paul turns up at the doorstep. Because yeah, her mum, the daft old bat, has shrunk Meg's jumper. Oh, is that what they're talking about? Yeah. I wasn't sure what. I thought that she'd put the, you know, mixed it up with the colours or something yeah, in the wash. I think she'd, she'd shrunk the jumper so it would fit a poodle. And then she goes, oh, don't worry, you can wear my cashmere instead. Mm. And I was thinking, well, when I was that age and I was going on a date, I would never have gone out in my mum's clothes because it'd be so uncool. <laughs> or even my dad's. I was going to say, if you went out in your mum's clothing, then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't go out with dad's either. You know. You're never going to turn around and go, hey, look at this, I'm wearing a polo shirt from 1963. It'd be awful. Mm. No, I, I know what you mean. Well, it'd be funny if I wore my dad's uh, clothes because I'm about 5'11 and he's about 5'6". six. <laughs> <laughs> So that would be quite funny. Um, crop top and some shorts. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And then, like I said, he turns up the doorstep and these two, well, the, the one kid starts fucking with him, doesn't he, really? I yeah. mean, you know, he just kind of, um, he's got a little playful glint in his eye. And uh, so he walks into the house and uh, and he's introduced to the mom. The kids go out to the cinema. Um, and one of the kids has got his Walkman on. And the other one hasn't. Yeah, it's well, really rude and it really annoys me that he's constantly got his headphones on. Yeah. Well, and as well, was he listen to music or not and not talk to his mate? Do you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. And her brother, amazing hair on that little child as well. Yes. It looks a bit um, like a young, young Donald Trump. <laughs> um, and so 
then she she says uh, Meg comes downstairs and says, "Oh, do you want to meet my dad?" And uh, so he, you know, there's a guy reading the newspaper oh, in the living classic. room. Classic, classic and dad move that just sat there reading a giant paper and you can't see his face. Absolutely. And he lowers it. Oh, and I it's mean, the. Please tell me you're going to do that when when yours are old enough, if the newspapers oh. still exist. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it turns out this is what I was saying about the long joke. Yep. It's the chemist owner yes. who. Um, was under the impression that Paul was buying these condoms because he wanted to go and shag this girl, which yeah. turns out it's his daughter, which is awesome. Um, and then uh, cuts back again to uh, Brian, who's fixing his bike in the dark, in the woods, yep. with his, ra- you know, his ratchets. Uh, that's all he's got, you know. Yeah, that's all he borrowed Just, was ratchets. So apparently they fix everything to do with the bike. It, the, the ratchets are this sort of... Um, oh... What's the what's the tool? The, like a multi-tool. They've got like a multiple use, you know, like a Swiss Army knife, aren't they? Of, yeah. of tools. They they. If you've got a ratchet, you you can escape a moving van. You can fix your <laughs> bike in the dark. You can smash somebody over the face with it or in the face with it. And you know, they're just endless use uses for ratchets. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, fair enough. Um, yeah. So and then he kind of gets spooked. Uh, you know, when he puts the light on his bike and he's Ooh, that's exactly what I put. Getting spooked gets spooked yeah mm. uh and then the bum uh he sees him and he starts trying to cut his own hand off yeah that was yeah he just he's got a he's got an axe in one hand chops down on his other arm gets a good way in but as he lifts the axe up the blob slurps up to cover the uh cover the wound yeah it seals it doesn't it mm, yeah like a very like um, a very good bandage yeah it has its downsides we'll get to but um yeah, and uh, so then he he, he r- runs off, and um, Paul and the girl are in the uh, Meg are in the car chatting and just laughing generally and talking about oh well, it wasn't the best introduction I've ever had, and you know it was a big mis- misunderstanding, but it got sorted out and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then they run him over, don't yeah. they? Because the, uh, he runs into the road, and uh, Paul, uh, sorry, Brian is behind them and uh you know then obviously there's a big conversation about oh my god what we're going to do you know and the, the bum says to him it fell from the sky <laughs> uh and then they go to the hospital and they make brian go with them because uh like i said he's the town bad boy and he uh, you know they want they want a witness don't they i think and yeah it's that. clear this history between paul and brian and meg but it doesn't really go into it not at all. No, no, there's nothing nothing there. Um, you know, and, you know, clearly they go to the same school, but there's nothing about... There's maybe one hint of a conversation at one point later on, but nothing nothing else. You don't no. hear anything else about them. Um, but, yeah, they've clearly all gone in different directions. So they go to the hospital, and this nurse couldn't What's give two bitch? shits. What a fucking bitch she is. <laughs> she, all she gives a shit about is, has he got insurance? Yeah. Um... And yeah, has got no bedside manner whatsoever. And um, you know, she doesn't even. I mean, he could be fuck it. His leg could be hanging off, and she just says, "One minute, I'm just shuffling these papers." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if someone says, "He, I've just hit him with a car," well, the doctor's seeing someone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, so. This is where you get to see a little bit of, uh, I suppose, uh, difference in the personality of Brian, where he actually reassures the bum. 
Yeah. And, you know, he says, oh, it'll be okay, you know. And uh, I, I don't think they were expecting that of him. Um, but then he wanders off, doesn't he? Because he yeah. doesn't want to be part of it. Doesn't want, to, doesn't want to fill in the paperwork, essentially, so just fucks off. Yes. Uh, so they're filling the forms in the hospital and he goes to... Um, Paul goes to buy, buy a drink uh, from a vending machine and he sees the the bum in bed. And the sheet's moving, isn't it, that's it, covering him? Yeah. He, he was, he was think- eventually picked up by, a, uh, by an orderly who had quite a good moustache. Yes. Oh, I never noticed that. But yeah, he's he's sort of looking. He can see the bum, and then everybody's thinking, "Is he having a wank under those sheets?" Because <laughs> uh, they are wriggling quite a lot, aren't yeah. they? Uh, and so he goes in there to check, um, and he turn. He sort of he, he turns uh, um, up the mo. Turns. Oh fuck me! What am I saying? Pulls, <laughs> pulls the blanket down. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. My God couldn't get my words at then. I think Ooh. I just needed to reset my brain. Uh, yeah, so he pulls the, you know, the something that uh, cr- goes up this guy's throat and his eyes are white because he turns over, doesn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. A bit like a zombie, um, but not. Yeah, and then he pulls the sheet back and he's fucking, he, half his body's been melted away. Yeah, he's only half a bum, so he's just a bu. A bu, yes. Yeah. Um, and... It's a it's decent effects, you know. You yeah. can because you know it, it it's sort of uh, practical, obviously, and yeah. um, you know it's one of those where you're thinking, okay, so they got the top half of the actual person, and then they built the the gurney around him or the bed or whatever, yeah. and then you know, so it, it, you know, it must worked. admit it worked, but you know, not sort of the best, no. um, but still decent, and then um, Paul panics, goes to call the police, and the blob... Well, is... he goes to see the doctor first, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, the doctor. Well, the doctor fuck, does he? also does... Yeah, I mean, this is the most... You know, Attitude Hospital must be its name, because no one wants to fucking help you. And, uh, yeah, the doctor... That's the, the weirdest thing, because the doctor goes in there, sees this half-melted bum, but isn't really shocked as such. No. He's not overly perturbed by it. You'd think... Oh, he's the one who came in with a dodgy hand. Ooh, he's half melted away. Do you know what? I might need to. No, I'll just, I'll just act slightly surprised. Yeah, where's the rest of him? Yeah, <laughs> who's I'm left sure. him? Where, who's left? I'm him sure there was around? a bottom. Yeah. I'm sure there was a bottom after this bum. Um, hey ho. Uh, yeah. So then, so Paul's in his in another office. He's calling the police, and <laughs> I asked. This, <laughs> I asked this question last time, yeah. I think, didn't I? Like, what's scary about a blob? It's a fucking blob. You know yeah. what I mean? It's ridiculous. Um, well, it's very but, funny when you when you first see the blob and it's hiding behind the door. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, stealth blob. It is, yes. And it's... You, you see, uh, like, little drips of what... It's, I mean, it's a bit like the alien blood, yeah. isn't it? You know, oh, yeah, definitely. Like acid, you know, the sort of like it sizzles when it hits the table, and he looks up, screams, and then Meg hears this. She comes looking, opens the door, and it's only fucking enveloped him, like it's got him all, and it's stripping off his flesh. Yeah, and she, you know, she's screaming. Goes like the only part of him that hasn't got blob on him is his his arm, his hand, and so she pulls his hand to sort of like pull him out of it. And the hand comes off. Yes. And then the blob goes out the window and uh, then 
the the hand is just twitching on the floor. Yeah, in front of her, and she because she falls back, hits her head, and I gotta be honest with you, I did not see that coming at all. No, I mean he he's our hero traditionally. Yeah, you know, clean cut, clean cut jock man. You know, he's not an asshole jock. He's a clean cut jock. You know, bit of a bit of morals about him. He's a yeah, he's our hero, and now he's. Just had to be honest. What's a is a fucking horrendous death? It's because awful. He can sort of see outside the blob and is screaming from within the blob, and it just melts him away and strips away his what like suffocating and melting and burning all at the same time. Yeah, because the thing that the about the blob is that it, it, it it's actually acidic, isn't it? it yeah. It's a, it eats away at you. You know that's the thing, isn't it? It's actually kind of flesh eating and. Um, and yeah, I mean, I read again a little bit of trivia about this. Is I think that um, the director and Frank Dar- Darabont sort of went for that that thing about like Hitchcock, in as much as if the if the lead character, uh, you know, like say for example so- uh, Janet Lee from Psycho dies, <coughs> yeah, spoiler, um, then <laughs> there's going to get complaints now. <coughs> but. It you know then you just don't know who's going to live or die, do you? That's the thing. So that was awesome, and I have mm. to say the, the, the effect of of the the blob and the special effect, even the hand. You know, yeah. you think well that might look a little bit cheesy or whatever, but to see this hand, which you, you'd imagine is animatronic or something, it, and it's there twitching like it's a bloody arm, and the hand is twitching, was really really good. Yeah, it wasn't th- overly rubbery, was it? It managed to find a. A reasonably realistic-looking thing. So sometimes yeah. it just looked like flappy rubber arms, but it looked like it had a bit more substance than that. So yeah, a I, bit I, of weight. Yeah, all of the effects in that bit from when when you saw poor old Paul getting his face melted up to the twitching hand, I thought that's decent. That's good. That that's good mm. practical effects. Yeah, definitely. I mean they'd overdo it now if it was CGI because you would literally see every single layer of his skin go back, and it would just go on for too long. And yes. th- yeah, it, the blob wouldn't have any weight to it at all, which uh, there's a couple of points in the film where the blob has quite a lot of weight to it. Yeah. Um, so then uh, going, the, the cops are all outside. And like I said, Emil from Robocop is yeah. one, of the, one of he's like the deputy. Um, and the sheriff, he wants the son of a bitch who killed Paul. <laughs> now, now, this confused me. <laughs> Being honest, they think they're after someone. Someone's done this. You've got one witness who says it's a blob. You've got a a partially melted arm as the only evidence. Yet they're looking for a person, so they're looking for someone with superpowers who can melt people. What about the bum? I mean, no, yeah, that's all. Yeah, the half, the half-eaten bum. Yeah, you think that they'd be like they'd be curious about this bum who's just got half of his body missing and. You know, um, we're looking for a man with some kind of uh, acid or fire coming out of his skin because he manages to melt people. Yes. But in the interim period of of, um, Brian leaving the hospital and all of this happening, they've managed to capture him uh, because he's in the back of a police car, isn't he? Yes. He's prime suspect number one because they sure they must be thinking he's got, you know, 10 gallons of nitric acid on him or something. Yeah. And he's just thought, he, he, you know, beforehand, he's you know doing things like riding his motorbike without a helmet and smoking in public. And he's all of a sudden gone to melting people. <laughs> exactly what. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so, yeah, then 
um, he's uh, Paul's mate who bought the Johnnies. Scott. Uh, Scott, thank you. Um, he's that minor a character. I didn't give a yeah. shit. So I just put, put, put his friend. Uh, he's in the car with, get this, Erica Alaniac. Yes, from Baywatch, Baywatch fame. Ba- Baywatch and Under Siege. Yeah. And um, she's uh, getting felt up by him and he's like, that. you know, he wants to bang her. He basically wants to rape her, doesn't he? Because it's the well, 80s. Because there's not yeah. much, con- you know, there's not much... Uh, she doesn't say yes. There's no consent at all. That's other what I, than mean. The fact yeah, so I was going to say concession, but I meant consent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though, right, they're kissing and stuff, and, mm. and like he goes, oh, you need to have another of my special cocktails or whatever. And I, I must admit, one thing I am impressed about him, you know, even though he's a sort of, he's borderline rapey, yeah. uh, he's got an amazing cocktail set in his boot, hasn't yes, he? Yes, he's definitely someone who has done this many times. Yes, because he's got. He goes to the back of his car, the boot or the trunk, uh, and uh, for our American listeners, and he starts mixing a cocktail. He's actually got like a mixer. You yeah. know what I mean? It's awesome. And he's uh, got his little box of rings because he says you're wearing my ring now because she's got a ring on a necklace and he's got an entire box of them. So, yes. Uh, mm. But what he doesn't notice while he's mixing his rapey cocktail, his you know. Hypno sunrise, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> he doesn't notice the grass is moving in the background. Um, we get some blob vision as the yes. uh, as the blob enters the car. Oh, bl- yes, blobby is coming, mm. uh, and she's asleep or passed out at this point. You would imagine. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking. Well, I don't know what I was thinking at this point. Um, but then he sort of, you know, he puts his arm around her. He's talking to her as if she's awake. Yeah, he does a whole creepy monologue where he's talking to her because he's, st- you know, at this point he's probably started to come already. <laughs> he re- <laughs> he's really desperate. And uh, yeah, he's talking to her and he says, oh, it's awfully hot in here. So then he undoes her top and does another, undoes another one. All while talking to this unconscious woman because if you talk to them when they're unconscious it's fine it makes it perfectly fine apparently uh, and then he grabs to fondle her boob and uh, gets a bit more than he bargained for yeah and because the, the the one good thing about this shot and this scene is that you never see her face while it's on it's all happening is it you know yeah. you see, you're focused on him and the sort of the, the way it's framed is that her face is totally missing from the scene you see the side of her head but you never see uh, you know anything really of her face uh and yeah then like you said he he goes to grab a bit of boob and then uh she turns to look at him but then all sorts of fucking tentacles shoot out of her face <laughs> he get yeah his his boob fondling arm gets blobified and tentacled yeah and, then and her her face oh, kind on. of in, well, sort of implodes sort it of. collapses in itself doesn't yeah, it yeah and lots of blobby tentacles come out and then he is just covered in blob. The blob yes. blobs forth all over him uh, in a very blobby way. But um, yeah. blob effect, as it fell on him, is really good. And I do know that they did that by the whole set was filmed. So he was actually sort of upside down or on, it, on his side. So when they dropped the blob on him, then that's why it seems to hit him with such a good weight. Because uh. it was actually obeying the laws of gravity. Um, but her face... Imp- like collapsing on itself, not so good. See, I didn't mind that. I must admit, I didn't mind. I didn't mind because the whole scene moves quite quickly, yeah. so he doesn't linger too much 
on it. But I, I just, I mean, I just wrote down awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a, a nice scene of, um, you know, just, yeah, just. Uh, it was good that he got his come up onto the dirty little rapey person. Yeah, and quite quickly after the last scene as well, in terms of like, you know, so you got one decent effect and then yeah. you're on to this one. So, um, I, I, you know. I was a little confused because, like, when the blob killed, um, when the blob killed Paul, it wasn't exactly a quiet death because you've got someone screaming as they're blobbed. Whereas now the blobs, you know, manage to get the into the world of stealth and manages to kill Vicky while she's asleep. And at no point does she wake up, even though this thing is essentially a blob of acid. No point did she wake up and go, ooh, that stings. Mm. She must have been proper drunk, but that's how Scott likes them. Oh, yes. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, so then Meg's at home. She's lying down. She's crying. Mom and Dad are talking about um, Brian, and he's going to get nailed now, you know, and everything. And Everyone she could... hates Brian, doesn't they? Yeah, God, he's like, public enemy number one yeah, there, isn't what, he? Did, what has he done? I want to know what he did that was so heinous. Well, if you remake the blob, then you have to do 30 minutes of sort of like, you know, backstory. <laughs> and then blob the beginning. And it's actually doesn't, yeah. you actually, there's no blob in it. It's just a backstory of Brian. It's just called Brian the Beginning, a blob prequel. Yes. You could, in fact, you could make a film about Brian, couldn't you? Yeah. And then, you know, everything that leads up to the events of the blob. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so mom goes upstairs, goes to give her what I'm guessing is like a sleeping pill. Um, uh, I thought that was weird. I didn't know yeah. parents used to just say, oh, if you can't sleep, I'll give you drugs. <laughs> well, I guess it's like, I mean, I, yes, I've never been given a sleeping tablet by my parents and I've never given my kids sleeping tablets. Although some would say Calpol is the equivalent of like a sleeping <laughs> tablet. Um, it keeps them quiet and shuts them up. But um, yeah, I, not not a sleeping tablet. Uh, that is a bit odd, I guess. Um but she doesn't take it, and then she leaves, and she goes out the window, doesn't yes. she? Uh, and the blob is on the move, yep. uh, and it goes into the, the, a drain, and you sort of see in the background uh, the town, don't yeah. you? Yeah, the blob is going towards the town, and chaos will happen. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Brian's in a police station, and he's sort of trading, a, a, you know, like uh, uh, insults with the deputy isn't yeah. he bill bill's a fucking knob he's a prick yeah, yeah. i mean and no one with that mustache and that receding hair has any right to be such a prick yeah to be he's probably just jealous of uh of brian's amazing mm. hair isn't he he's, you know, he's, he's just an angry little man isn't he yes he, he's trying it's like he's trying to sound like stone cold steve austin it was like <laughs> a proper deep texas voice on him but He's got this silly receding hair and his wispy little bum fluff moustache. It, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just an odd one. For me. You think as well, I mean, like, I think I've said this before, I? You know, we talked about, um, oh God, what was it, hair? Yeah. From, from um, oh God, what was that? Uh, body called? bags. Body bags. You know, if you had a little wispy bit on top, you just shave it off. Yeah, What's it, the point? He, he needs, yeah, he needs a number two or something all the way round. You know, just stop trying to hang on to it. And also get rid of that fucking fluff on your lip. Yes. Shave it off, let it grow, shave it off. Eventually it will thicken up, but it, it looks like it's made out of a... It's like a baby horse's mane. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and But you do get to, I suppose, a little bit of backstory about Brian in as much as that they don't know... He doesn't know who his dad is because he throws that insult at him. Yep. And then he, he, he insults him, his mom yep. by saying that she's a drunk. 
Um, so, and then this is weird. Like, he gets in right in his face. And and Brian, to, I suppose, to diffuse the situation or just to annoy him even more, licks his cheek. Oh, was it his cheek? I thought he licked his mouth. Either way, unusual. Yeah. And so which obviously annoys uh, the deputy yeah. quite a lot, as I'm sure you can imagine. But, uh, yeah. Um, but they have to turn him loose because yeah. there's no evidence. Exactly. Herb says we've got nothing on him. Just, just cut him loose. Bill's not happy. Bill's protesting. And he just says, yeah, duly noted. Let him go. Yeah. I feel sorry for Herb. Herb's like a an old school sheriff in a tiny little town. Probably not too bad. You know, gives the occasional warning to little kids. You know, gives them a clip round the ear if they've been nicking chocolate or whatever. And then you've got you know, fucking rowdy Bill walks in as your deputy. <laughs> he thinks he's in fucking LA. And he's actually in Boringville, wherever. Yes. Uh, he likes to get his gun out and annoy yeah. the locals and stuff. He's like, fuck uh, off, Bill. You're not, in, you're not in that kind of place. Yeah. Um, and so he, uh, Brian leaves the station and uh, coincidentally, Meg <laughs> yeah. pulls up around the corner yeah. on, on her way to bail him out. I mean, yeah. Okay. So they're going to history. But what history? Yes. So I don't... At the start of the film, you know, when Paul's talking to uh, Scott about yeah. asking her out... Doesn't Scott say something about, or doesn't Paul say something about? Oh, you know, she's seen somebody else, or it, I'm sure he mentions that there's another, there's somebody else involved. But you could be I don't right, think, but it's never really. I think I'm sure you're right, but yeah, it doesn't. There's no hint that she's really seeing Brian, if or that's, anyone. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, um, she she wants Paul's rod. I mean, let's be honest, she pulled the wrong bit of Paul out of the blob, didn't she, really? Yeah. Um, so, it, but anyway, they go to the diner and they, they're locking up. But, so this is the thing, pretty much everybody hates Brian, but yeah. there are a couple of people, such as the, the mechanic at the garage yeah. and the woman who owns the diner. Yeah, Fran. At, yeah, they see him as sort of like, I suppose, they, you know, they don't mind him. And they even look after him a little bit, I yeah. suppose, well, as well. He, he, get, he gets an out-of-hours sandwich. Yes, which is and good. a piece of pie. Have you ever had ever had out-of-hours food? No. Oh, have you not? No, we used to do this. We used to do it at uni all the time because you'd be out till stupid o'clock in the morning. Um, but we used to go around like the back of some of the carry, carry, curry houses and occasionally knock on the door at maybe like four, half four in the morning. Because we knew that they usually like stayed open till sort of two, half two, which is ridiculous. You go for a sit-down curry at two in the morning, madness. But um, <laughs> if you knocked on the back of the door, sometimes they'd still be there and they'd open up. And for a couple of quid, they'd let you have some of the staff curry, out-of-hours staff curry, which is basically everything that they had left over, obviously just put into one big pot and stirred around. But that was great at like four in the morning, out-of-hours curry. I've never done that. That really sounds not. amazing. <laughs> Wow, I've—I mean, I've—I've I've been after a night out, but this was sort of like you know, eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. You know, stopped at a curry house, but rather than sit in the curry, uh, we've had the takeaway and we've stood in the chairs. <laughs> what? You said you, you said sit in the curry. Sit sit in the curry house. I meant <laughs> fucking hell. Um, we've sat at a bus stop and eaten it. Yeah. Um, you know, and stuff like that, but. Wow, knocking on a curry house or knocking on a takeaway's back door to get yeah. some free food. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, all that finest rat curry that they were probably eating. 
Oh, wow. Awesome. Um, So, yeah, then um, they're sitting, they're talking. um, He doesn't believe her and nobody believes her. She gets pissed off. It's weird because she goes, yeah, you saw what I saw. And I was thinking, no, he didn't. He saw a man with something on his hand. He didn't see Paul get digested in front of him. No. So he's 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 having to take that on face value. Yes, the hand thing was weird, but I wouldn't naturally assume that that's melted Paul into an oblivion. So he hasn't seen it, Meg. Just think about what you saw, Meg. Think about what Brian saw. Yeah. You know, give cut him a little bit of slack. He's got the hair. Cut him some slack. Because he even accuses her of being like a junkie, doesn't he? Pretty much. Like, yeah. Uh, um, and she she gets pissed off and goes to leave but then he stops her and again you see sort of his sensitive side you know and he offers her a bit of sandwich and then Uh, then they get dessert as well yeah see I've had one course out of hours but I've not had a not a two course meal out of hours that's crazy and it looked like nice pie it looked like a you know like a a cheesecakey type or a meringue yeah I'm hungry now Um, (laughs) Frank goes into she goes into the back kitchen doesn't she of of the place the kitchen's a shithole (laughs) <laughs> yes it it doesn't look ple- I mean it doesn't look clean at no, all it's like it? the set of a different film it's like we've got scummy kitchen from this film we'll just use that set because it, yeah, it's all covered in grease and minge and flange and crap it's horrible brown yeah yeah I thought, it's just brown isn't it yeah I just I just thought Fran wouldn't have a kitchen like that she's she's tidy I don't mean yes tidy but you know she's a tidy person but, no, but she, I don't know what uh, I don't know what her worker's called who's washing up. I'll, I'll call him Pedro because I'm not entirely sure what he was called. <laughs> but he he notices. Uh oh, the sinks block. Oh no, is, is it Fran who notices the sinks blocked? Well, she starts unblocking it with mm. a plunger. Yeah, and uh, he's weird because he's just hanging around in the background, isn't he? At one yeah. point, he's locking the back door. He's locking the, or the front door, and then he's he's in the kitchen. You never actually see his face, and I'm thinking. What's it? Is he just hanging around? You know, yeah. he's, he doesn't have any speaking parts at all until the point where he offers to unblock the sink. Yeah, and my word, this is one frustrated man because he plunges that like he is fucking a whore. Oh, he loves it. Good um, lord, he's pumping that thing. He, yeah, uh, but again, you, you cut back to the police are in the woods searching, um, and but then the sheriff, you know, he's in the police station, oh, and he's yeah, got nobody there. That. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but then he, he's you know, despite people going missing and other things happening, um, he he pulls out the bill or the receipt in his uh, in his wallet, and he realizes he's got he's missing his date at eleven o'clock. Yeah, the call for a juicy bit of Fran pie is way more uh, important to him than solving the melted body cases. Yeah, he didn't give a shit about that anymore. Oof. Um, so yeah, then the uh, you go back to the the diner the the sink is gurgling and all sorts is going on um and then so he puts his hand in doesn't he yeah which i wouldn't do which is never a good thing in a horror film no. and thing is as well it's quite a, a big like sinkhole isn't it it is like, quite a big sinkhole but we are soon to be led to believe it's a fucking massive <laughs> sinkhole yes uh because he puts his arm in and then um, the blob grabs him and pulls him in fucking head first. Yeah. Uh, and then, so it's all scream. Fran discovers this is going on, screaming. Ah, he's um, called George. 
Ah, there you go. Uh, well, he's hardly in it for like two minutes before he gets blobbed. And then <laughs> uh, Brian and Meg run into the kitchen and the blob shoots up to the ceiling and it's sort of like, you know, wibbly and blobby. Yeah. Um, but it's sucking in, like, through this, you know, tiny, relatively speaking, pipe. Um, uh, what did you say his name was? George. George. Uh, and everyone is freaking out. Yeah. And, yeah. It's managing um, to suck him whole... You know, the last thing you see is his foot go down. Is That's a hell of a plug hole. I mean, surely... It, sh- I mean, that's... Yeah. Because it's... You know, I don't know. I don't know how it does it, but, you know... Because it does bend the pipe slightly as George's entire body gets slurped in. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> quite comical, actually, when you just see his foot almost spin around and disappear. Yeah. Um, and then it chases uh, Brian and Meg into the freezer. Um, and well, yeah, then My they... question at this point was, where's Fran? They're all together. And they just, I just thought, hold on, have they, have Brian and Meg just ditched Fran? Is Fran dead? No, well, well, yeah, well, obviously, as we find out, Fran goes out the window, doesn't she? Yeah. And into an alleyway. Um, but the the blob, it sort of, it starts to come under the the door. Yeah, someone the fridge door. The, yeah, someone pokes the labia of a whale underneath the door, is what I've put. Uh, but it retreats because it's cold. Yes. Uh, now that is a scene directly out of the first film as well. Okay. So uh, you do, uh, you know, it does follow that the blob is affected by cold. Um, and yeah, so like I said, she, Fran jumps out the window uh, into an alleyway, goes to a, a, a phone box and goes to call the police. Um, but, uh, but. Yes. Well, before you get to that, um, Brian puts his jacket on Meg to keep her warm. And oh, again, yeah. Sh- shows a bit of a sensitive side. Yeah. Well, the, the walls of the freezer were covered in jizz. <laughs> I, I wrote freezer first and then I just called it the jizz room because it just <laughs> the dried semen all over the walls. Uh, uh, but then um, Fran's fucked, basically, isn't it? Because the, yeah. the blob... It's it's starting. It covers the whole of the phone box, isn't it? Yeah, doesn't it? And and yeah. Now this again, I didn't see coming, and I had to sort of like, I had to think, I had to rewind it to play it again just to make sure it was because I thought you you see a face, don't you? Like it on the inside the blob. Yeah. And I thought, is that the face of the uh, of George, the the cook or whoever it is? It's Herb, isn't it? But it's the sheriff. Yeah. What the fuck happened to him? I don't know. I mean, it does feel like th- there's a pr- quite a significant kill that happened off screen. Yeah. One of our um, sort of main. All right. He's only been in two or three scenes, but he's the town sheriff. Last scene, going. Fuck it. I'll go and get it on with Fran. And then ten minutes later, he's just a. He's like a head bobbing around inside the blob. Yeah. And uh, so that was unexpected. Mm. But also quite cool. And I mean, again, generally the effect of um, of George getting sucked into the, uh, you know, the the sink was. I quite like that as well. Yeah. You know, um, and, but yeah. So um, Brian and Meg leave. Uh, they run off, and then the Reverend, who you haven't seen for a little while, he. Uh, you, I think you pick up that he's a bit of a drinker because he's got. It looks like a bottle of booze or something. Yeah, uh, you know, because he's heading towards the diner because he hears a noise, um, and then he sees the blob. Uh, yeah. Oh, did, did we say Fra- Fran's been blobbed as well at this point? Oh yeah, f- yeah. So the the the, uh, the blob 
totally crushes and collapses yeah, it, the that's done really well because obviously there's a dummy at some point but at some point it looks like it's her and that when the blob blobs its way through the phone box it seems to go in with some force yeah yeah no that is very cool um so, so we're going yeah. through main characters and there's frad dead herb dead paul dead yeah so there's Brian and Meg, really. Those are, you, you know, you're thinking, oh, okay, they're, they're the two heroes at this point mm. then, all the two main characters. Um, so, yeah, and then he goes into the diner to explore and see what's going on, and he sees a cat, yes. which, again, he finds a little nod. pesky jam-eating cat because because uh, um, on the way out, Brian had that meat hook, and he attacked, a like, a catering-sized tub of jam. Yes, Um and then he, uh, so he goes to the fridge, and he he picks up these little crystals, doesn't he? And yeah. he puts them in a in a jar. It's like, hmm, you know, sort of scratching your chin. I mean, hmm. he's done, I mean, he's done quite well there. I've just seen a weird blob, which is weird, obviously. But then I've gone inside and I put two and two together and thought, ha, that frozen crystal must be some blob, some frozen mm. blob. Hmm. Because it's quite shiny, isn't it, the crystal? Yeah, they're very well-formed, like perfect. Like, like yes. You buy them out of a hippie shop. <laughs> walk out yeah. walk out with a couple of them crystals and some, some incense sticks. A couple of amethyst crystals yes. just to, you know, and give to your girlfriend when you're 16. It's like, yeah. oh, these are so so amazing. A couple of bits of um, opal to put, to your, put on your nipples so you don't get, I don't know, fucking syphilis. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Brian and Meg again. They they go to the police station, and it's pretty much chaos because uh, you know there's only the receptionist there at that point. Bless her, she's a bit of a doddering old Burke. She, she she's just not not coping at all with all the phone calls. All the phone calls, yeah. And you find it the deputies in the woods, um, and so that they 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 go to the woods. I mean, things are moving on quite quickly yeah. at this point. Like, like you said, people are dying. They're moving on f- quite. F- quickly um they see some lights in t- in the sky and i'm thinking oh fucking oh you know ufo kind of thing or something like that you know uh something else is going on but it turns out that it's scientists you know friendly heavily armed scientists <laughs> yeah. we're here to help you yeah. now you know we've got m16s it's yeah. fine um but yes the the kindly old man uh, the kindly old uh, black dude, Dr. Meadows, yes. who, you know, you could imagine would be a kindly old granddad because he's, he's got a nice little white beard going yeah. on. Yeah, he's, he's friendly, uh, you know, and uh, yeah. So, and there's all this shit going on. They're scanning them, aren't they, with this device and um, and, and Dr. Meadows explains about the blob. And he says they're there, they're, they're, he doesn't even say that, does he? He says they're there to help. I've been expecting and preparing for this my whole life. Yeah. It hasn't really said, what? You're expecting to go into a small town with machine guns? Yes. Um, but they do, he does explain, well, he, he he suggests that it was a blob or something similar which killed off all the dinosaurs. Yes. He rewrites history in a spectacular way. Yes, it says that a meteorite hit the Earth, but it didn't destroy the di- dinosaurs as you would yeah. expect. But it actually, it was a blob that yeah, just it contained an alien them. virus that wiped out the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and this was really, really clever. I like this a lot uh, because you go to another scene where yeah. there's a couple kissing yes. out in the the woods and, uh, you know, it plays... It, because it, it, you don't see at this point, you know, it's as if it's that's still the movie that's playing, you know, the film, uh, The Blob. And um, then they happen to see like a uh, somebody in, or they hear something in the background and uh, then it turns out that it's a chainsaw or a, a something, he's wielding something, but he's got a hockey mask on. Yeah. But then it, it cuts to... It's actually being played on the cinema. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, that is well, it, yeah, that, it's well done. I did, yeah. I, I thought, oh, here we go. It's an, I, I genuinely thought, here we go. It's another, it's another just random blob kill. Um, but it's not. It's, it's a, it's a film kill because we're in the cinema. Yeah, it's very, very clever. And the, uh, the two kids are in the cinema, and there's this annoying twat sat behind them. Who's, te- oh, who's talking, yeah. talking through the whole fucking film with his girlfriend, saying, "Oh, look, they're going to get killed now." Or, and or mind you, g- Eddie, the the other kid, not not the not the mini Donald Trump, Eddie wouldn't notice him talking anyway because he's still got his fucking headphones on. Yeah, yeah, uh, but they're getting pissed off with this yeah. this guy. I mean, they're not supposed to be there watching this film. Is the first thing, and you you know, as a kid, me in their shoes, I wouldn't have turned around to an adult and said. Can you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to watch this film. Yeah, no, because they're going to punch I mean? you in the face. Exactly. Because people could yeah. punch kids in the face back when we were young. Or, or uh, I don't know if you had it in your sort of like, you know, area when you were kids. Or they'd tax you, uh, which is basically take your money off you. <laughs> Stuff no, like that, no, you know. No, no, no. People did that, but we didn't, we didn't have, an, we didn't call it taxing or tax to tax someone. No. Yeah, no. In school, in our school, uh, if somebody took your money off you, you were taxed. Huh. Uh, but there you go. Anyway, um, bit of Midlands vernacular. Um, so You're right yeah, there, Mister Wordy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, in the projection room, the projectionist is sort of bored, isn't he? And he's uh, he's hot. Uh, so he starts fiddling around with the vent where the air conditioning is supposed yeah. to come through and he calls somebody on an intercom. Yes. Uh, and uh, he looks into the vent. Blob. Which is never a, never a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> blob kill. But you don't see ha- the kill. No. Uh, I'm sure that the, fellow's the he... out of uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou as well. Um, is he... I've seen him... Ar- I think he's the relative of... I can't remember the characters' names. They go and see when they break out, uh, break from the chain gang. No brother, where are they? They go and see someone's relative, and I think they eat some horse. I'm sure it's him. Probably been in other things as well, but he kind of he just got a look, and I thought stick to. He's got weird eyes, hasn't he? Yeah, I think Um, his mum was definitely his dad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, brother, where are that was the two early two thousand, wasn't it? That one. Um, if you are right, uh, 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 you are absolutely right. There you go. He played a character yeah. called Wash Ho- Hogwallop. There you go. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Well done. Um, I, I like I said, I've seen him in different things, but yeah, he, he's got a weird sort of look about him. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the intercom dude comes up, uh, can't see the projectionist anywhere, and uh, he happens to to look up, and he's. Up in the ceiling. You see uh, the yo-yo first, don't you? Cause the, he, oh, yeah, because he's got a yo-yo he's playing yeah. with, yeah. The yo-yo dangles from the ceiling. He looks up and, uh, oh, it's a mess. Oh, it's like yeah. it's like a really shit pizza. It's uh, <laughs> The blob is stuck on the ceiling and poor old, uh, poor old projectionist is half melted into the blob. 
kind of writhing in agony and making a weird sound. Yeah, I thought that was a really, really good special yeah. effect. Um, you know, it's awesome. And uh, yeah, so then uh, Meg and Brian, they, they, they're, um, they want to leave or they test to see whether they're allowed to leave <laughs> because... Uh, the, the, the answer is no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the the doctor's been really nice to them, but at this point where they go to leave, he there's a guy with a gun who stops them. Yeah, um, and even though he's kind of acting nicely about it, uh, he's still stopping them, and then he forces them into the back of a van. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, and and then um, so the the van drives off. He gets his amazing ratchet set out. Oh. Um, Ha- happens to open the door. Yeah, a bit of lock um, Yes. Uh, but she stays in the van. He well, jumps out. Yeah, well, he does say, do you want to come with me? The van wasn't exactly going slowly. I mean, if you offer someone, would you like to jump out of a moving vehicle, darling? They're not likely to say yes. <laughs> yeah, I did think that myself as well. Um, but now the scientists are all over the town. Oh, I mean, there's, about, there's about 20,000 of them all of a sudden. They've taken over. Yeah, the speakers um, up. It's all like fucking. Uh, it's all like portal. There's lots of voices going. There's no cause for alarm. Da, 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 da. It's like <laughs> yeah, you, you're really trustworthy, aren't you? Aren't you? Yeah. Uh, Meg meets up with the mom and dad, um, but they discover that her little brother is at the cinema with this other little boy, yeah. um, and so she disappears, goes to find them, and um, then. Pretty much the whole well. So there's another shot in the cinema where this annoying prick is carrying on talking about who's going to get killed, and then he gets blobbed, which was awesome. Yeah, uh, I called him a ruinous hick. <laughs> Kevin confronts and then blob. Yeah, blob. there's, there's actually quite a lot of things where I've got lines with just the word blob with an exclamation mark, because in my yes. head every time it turned up, I was just going blob. Yeah. And but the blob's getting massive now, isn't it? It kind of <laughs> yeah. fills the cinema, uh, and it's a mixture of like the practical effects for the the one to one kills. I think are really really good, yeah. but then there's clearly some uh, like you know some of the uh, some of the effects. composite work starts to let the effects down from, from at this point. Yeah. When the blob gets too big, yeah, the composite work's not very convincing. Or running in front of a screen playing something, else, it's it starts to get a little bit ropey. In places. Yes, um, but all the practical effects, like close-up ones, one-to-ones, because there's a bit where um, Meg finds a girl on the floor, and like half her face has been melted off, yeah. um, which is cool. Um, and so Meg gets the two kids. Yeah. The blobs chasing them. Um, why it's not, you know, murdering other people or kill- blobbing others? Yeah. It, it, it specifically goes after these th- three. Maybe it, it remembers Meg and it thinks you're the one that got away. You shall taste the finest. <laughs> um, yeah, and so they managed to escape, but um, with a little sort of twist on a scene that played out earlier on when the kids were leaving the house as Paul arrived, the mom made. Uh, the boy put his coat on, didn't he? Yeah. Kevin, didn't she even? Yeah, yeah. Kevin. And uh, but as they're they're escaping through an alleyway, the coat gets trapped in the door, doesn't it? Yeah, I did, I did wonder. Uh, I thought, oh, is the blob? Are we? Are we going? Is the blob actually going to get him? Because the blob's starting to blob its way out of the door. Yeah, um, pop, popping screws out of the hinges and stuff. It's really trying to you know, blob them. But the no, they do escape. They do escape at the last minute, and they. 
they head for the sewers via the manhole. Yes. Yeah. Which... Uh, go on. Oh no, that was no, that was what I said. Or oh, they jump into the sewers, and Meg gets blob in her hair. Yes. But luckily, because it's acidic, it just burns through her hair, so it just drops her about fifteen foot into the sewer instead. Yeah. Um, and uh, so uh, um, Brian's on his bike, and he's watching the scientists uh, get the. It's not a meteorite. It, it's actually a, a proper alien sort of capsule, isn't it? Like a it's ball. It's not even that. I, I thought there's a satellite. Well, is it? It's, I think it's. Is it hinted at that it's man-made? Isn't That's it? What it's I mean, actually. Yeah. A, I, I thought. Oh, it's not a meteor. It's a spaceship. <clears throat> and then, um, then Meadows is talking, and it turns out, yeah, it's a satellite that. Um, yeah, basically, it's a human experiment. Because it turns out this is all about America beating the Russians. Because yes. as, Ke- as Kevin's Kevin's sneaking around, not Kevin, Brian's sneaking around, we get the whole, you know, the blob plot. So they sent a virus into space on a satellite to do some tests, which I don't know what test you're doing just by putting a virus into space. <laughs> but apparently now, after this time, it's turned into a plasmic life form, as they describe it. Mm. And it's all—it's all to be. It's, they're expecting it to crash land, cause a bit of havoc, and they're actually there to contain it because with this blob, they shall be the most powerful nation on earth. They'll be able to beat the Russians and use it as a biological weapon. Yes, um, uh, but at this point, the kindly old Doctor Meadows, uh, you know, turns out to be a, a proper cunt um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he basically. <laughs> yeah, but everybody in the town is dispensable, and uh, they can be uh, just got rid of as long as we get the blob. We don't give a shit. Yeah. We trap the blob. Everyone's expendable. Fuck everyone. I mean, he yeah. doesn't seem to be thinking that the blob is getting bigger. So the more people the blob eats, the harder it is to contain. But they don't seem to be bothered if the blob carries on eating people. They're ma- thus making their job harder. Yes. Um, and like you said, Brian's kind of listening to all of this play out, uh, but he gets, he gets found out, yeah. but uses his handy ratchet to escape because <laughs> he smashes somebody in the face with it. <laughs> yeah, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, gets on his bike and there's a big chase, helicopters, yeah. ATVs, uh, all sorts. Yeah. It's bizarre. Uh, the, the, yeah, I mean, the equipment these scientists have got, yeah, everything, including a helicopter. I feel the helicopter is yeah. important because... Hmm. But yeah, it all ends up with Brian's facing the jump that he fucked up at the start of the film. Uh, he has to he jumps jumps over it this time, makes the gap. Uh, all of the scientists are foiled, even the helicopter. Weirdly, because Brian's not travelling that fast, and mm. it's a helicopter. But for a while, it seems like he loses the helicopter by jumping over a, like a ten foot gap. It's not even that big. And- it's not yeah, an impressive. Like I mean, it's it's impressive looking stunt in as much as the way it's filmed and the slow mo and yeah. everything. But at the same time, it's not a massive jump, is it? We're not, no, I we're not I talking could do evil that can running. evil. Yeah, like a <laughs> running jump, that bastard. <laughs> yeah, it's not evil can evil. It's no. it's like a a poncy little jump on his on his bike. Um, but still, you know, uh, I guess it gives a bit of closure to what happened at the start. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> and we're all desperate dropped... for him to do it again. <laughs> yeah, as as he's he's riding off, uh, he gives them the finger, um, yeah, which I did like. <laughs> at, yes, uh, and then he, he finds a sewer entrance, and uh, the twat scientist goes into town, 
uh, and they want to contain the blob in the sewers, don't they? Yeah, um, they're, they're looking at schematics, which is yeah. weirdly, it's a bit like that bit in Aliens, you know, when they're looking at the blueprint of, of exactly. this Exactly. You seal it here, here and here. That's very yeah. aliens. And then the next scene is also very, very aliens. Yes, exactly what I put. I said, got an aliens vibe from this scene uh, because she's like Ripley. She's yeah. in the water with Newt or, you know, yes. these two boys. And all of a sudden, you know, the blobby is coming out of the water and it's chasing them. Um, and you, you, get, you see, like, there's a rat on a little piece of wood floating um and then it gets sucked under and and then like i said it's chasing them uh they managed to climb up a pipe and um and again totally unexpected so this is what the third kill that i wasn't expecting at all i think this is possibly the most shocking out of all of them um because it's a little kid (laughs) yeah the blob grabs Eddie and, and and sucks him into the you know the black water of the sewer. Um, Meg dives in after to save him, and then a half melted Eddie comes out of the water screaming before he's dragged back in again. I know, it's Child amazing. death, which you're not allowed to do in films. I yeah, I was I was very surprised that one of the kids got melted. Yeah. And that, uh, that so it t- doesn't happen. It was it was very cool. It was a bit like the toy soldiers when um, that kid got killed in that. But he's a bit older. I mean, this is a yeah. proper kid kid. Yeah, you know he's, I mean? he's, yeah, yeah. He's about he's probably what eleven or twelve, maybe. Yeah, twelve. Yeah. I'd say definitely not a teenager. So proper kid, dead, mm. melted. But it was good. Hideously. It was, yeah. yeah, good special effects as well, and. Um, so they're climbing up this this um, ladder to try and escape, but she's too big to get out of the vent. So the little brother, um, Kevin, he manages to escape, run into town. Oh, excuse me. And um, so, yeah, the, the, this, there's a couple of sort of, well, three, what would you class as scientist tr- stroke soldiers? Um, because they want yeah. to contain it, but they only send three in. <laughs> the sewer which is uh considering there's about 70 of them in the town yeah it does seem a bit stingy yeah uh so they start shooting at the blob at this point the blob is coming out of the water and it's a bit like the sarlacc monster isn't it it's got it's got like a uh you know a little mouth and it's 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 getting taller as it sort of you know reaches up to suck her in um but as, as it gets shot it turns its attention away to these soldiers um and she, well, she doesn't even slowly sort of, you know, climb back down into the water. No, she just lets go. Let's go and jumps into the water yeah. backwards. She, um, she luckily finds a slope um, to climb. And by slope, yes. I mean, inc- you know, inclined surface. I'm not doing a karate kid. <laughs> um, You're not doing a crease. <laughs> no. Um, and she, you know, she manages to get up there before the, before the blob gets her. And just like earlier, when uh, when it was fortuitous that Meg found Brian just as he was leaving the police station, would you Adam and Eve it? Brian happens to be in that exact part of the sewer that Meg's climbed climbed out of. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and then they bump into the the, uh, the scientist, and the blobs come in. So this is one of the scientists that uh, it, it, you know that 
he's a, still alive. But they, before they do that, they do an, he does an amazing sort of stunt on his bike again. He's getting cocky now. Yeah. Now he's done that jump where he goes up the wall and it's a bit like this sort of like the, what, what is it, what they call the wall of death thingy? Yeah, you know, where he, yeah. we're just going to circle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah managed to escape yeah. the blob. Yeah. Um, uh, but they go, they reach the manhole and uh, evil prick is there and he orders that they close the manhole. Yeah. Um, Which they the do. The thing is, <laughs> you're gone. I, I, I don't get, right, so you've seen the blob go through the drain system. Yeah. Now, okay, they can close the manholes, but they've got drains throughout this town that you can just, yeah. cli- you know, climb in and out of, or not climb, you know what I mean? Um, so I well, don't get how they're the, going to the, seal not, it not in. Only, yeah, not only do they close the manhole, therefore shutting them in, they then park a van over it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to make sure. Um, Fuck you, fuckers. Uh, but yeah, they think that they're dead pretty much until they discover that this soldier has got a rocket launcher on his back. Yeah. Um, which they use to to blow the manhole cover and the truck that's parked on top of it away. I mean, it, which is quite it's cool. a ballsy move. It's a ballsy move from Kevin, because uh, sorry, Brian, because I'm assuming he doesn't have much in the way of rocket launcher training. And then just to hold it, ra- <laughs> hold it at arm's length, poking upwards and pressing go. And just yeah. hope, hoping for the best. Yeah, ballsy move, but it, it seems to do the job. I mean, yeah, it didn't damage it. the ladder. They can still climb out of the manhole apparently quite easily, even though it was yeah. a bazooka. But never mind. Yeah. And it doesn't collapse on them, you no. know, or anything like that. But, you know, it worked. So, yeah. hooray. Um, so then he, they climb out. He uh, he grabs a gun. Um, and it, and there's a bit of a standoff at this point, And the evil twat wants them to get killed. The deputy yeah. piles in at this point. He's desperate to get his gun off and yeah, shoot it's like, Brian. it's like Reservoir Dogs, the ending, isn't it? They're all pointing guns at each other. Yeah. Um, but, the, and again evil scientist turns around and says that Brian's infected and he's going to kill you all. You need to shoot him and kill him. Uh, and he's turning the town against him. Not that you need any help with that. Um, uh, but then, you know, the the blob grabs uh, Dr. Meadows and um, inside his suit just fills it with blob, doesn't he? Yeah, just yeah. Drowns pro- in blob. blob. Yeah. Blob. And I don't know why uh, the blob doesn't melt the cl- the blob. The blob must be able to choose when to be acidic. Yeah. See, I would have liked him to have been killed w- one of the worst deaths. Yeah. Because he's a he's a bad guy. He's a proper bad guy, and I've liked to have seen the, you know, him to have a proper horrible death, where he, you know, all the flesh and off he, he just stripped down to a skeleton or yeah, something may, may, maybe that yeah he could have been pinned down by the blob by the arms and the legs but then it melted his arms and legs off so he's just a torso writhing in agony as he screams and then the blob just covers his face and melts his head away oh yeah that would be cool um but then he's second in command i think he's had enough at this point because yeah. he's he, actually a he, colonel isn't he because they call him colonel something or other but i can't remember but yeah they're rubbish all they do is go, oh, he got, he got, not Colonel Sanders, what was his name? Dr. Meadows. <laughs> got Dr. Meadows, quick, come over here and we'll just shoot lots of guns down the manhole and then drop a bomb down there as well. Hmm. Yeah, again, 
ballsy move, I guess. Um, mm. But also just firing randomly into the, the sewer, not knowing if they're hitting anything. No, um, true, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they think that they've won, you know, <laughs> as they do. Uh, and then the floor starts to shake and, you know, they're wondering what the hell's going to happen. And then the blob breaks through. Uh, the yeah. whole of the road. It's massive at this it point, is huge. isn't it? It's basically a giant, you know, a giant tentacle of blob, isn't it, essentially? Yeah. It l- lands well, on the colonel. Why did the oh. co- why was the colonel wearing a suicide vest? That's the other thing. So he got like four hand grenades strapped to his yeah. chest, hadn't he? Yeah. And he just does he pull the pin on them as well, yeah, just before well, he's about I was to gonna go. Say, did you notice yeah, he pulls the pins on them as the blob's falling, so he's, he thinks he's gonna block the blob lands on him. Did you notice there is two little flashes of light inside the blob? No, yes, I didn't. Two little flashes of light. I had to rewind it and play it back again. But yeah, it lands on him. And then it's a couple of little puffs of light from within the blob as if to say, those were the hand grenades going off. And yeah, that didn't do much. Ah, uh, oh no, I didn't know that at all. Um, well, I hope that's what it was rather than just being a coincidence because I thought that was a nice little touch. That's that is very nice, uh, um, but yeah, the blob is massive. It's just smashing down on people now, isn't it, and yeah. flattening them. Um, it flattens like, one person like a, like a, like a pancake. Yeah, like Christopher Wass's face in um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit when he gets flattened. <laughs> Doctor Doom, yeah. Doctor Evil, whatever he's called. Yes, Judge Doom. That's it. Is that's it Judge him. Doom? Well, whatever. Judge Doom. I think it is yes. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then the the Reverend turns up and he's sort of, like, going mad. Oh, you know, this is the day I professed about and all this bullshit. Um, they go to flamethrower it and then the, he sticks out, the blobby thing sticks out like a, <laughs> a, a blob. And um, it, it blocks up the flamethrower and then the Reverend gets burnt to a crisp. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, the... the, the, the she, so Meg does put him out with a fire extinguisher. Yes. Um, and because the fire extinguisher it uh, touches the blob and it, the the blob rec- recoils away from it when it hit, you know it gets hit with the fire extinguisher, they start they realise ah it doesn't like frozen stuff and it doesn't like cold so let's start start hitting it with cold, um, and uh, yeah so then they sort of barricade themselves into this building don't they? It's the town sure hall. Isn't building it? is is it a town I think hall? It, is I it? think it's the town hall. Yeah, Every, everyone's basically in their bar. Brian's not in there, is he, at this point? I think it's just everyone else, but they're all running to... I mean, they've seen the size of this thing and they they think that a bookcase and a table in front of a door is going to do a lot. But then they're also... Um, <laughs> Get all the fire extinguishers! Which... Yes. I mean, I mean there's about three. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, there's there's never that many fire extinguishers in a building. I mean, there's a few, but you're not, not going to get loads. No. Um, we, we but yeah, they're all... This is garage as well. Oh, sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just gonna say they they go to the garage and and um and, and Brian's going for the the truck, isn't he? The, the, yeah, what, the, the, the snow making truck. truck. Yeah, we yeah we saw that earlier on when uh, Brian was asking Moss for ratchets. Uh, Moss got out a beer from this snow making truck, so we that's how we know it's cold because yes. his beer was cold inside it. So Brian's got the Brian's had a thought. And think you know, thinking, I know, I'll use snow on it. So Brian bursts out of the garage. We skip back to the town hall where Angry Bill gets folded in half. Ah, oh, just like class of nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, he does. He gets pulled through the wall backwards, doesn't he? Yeah. Like bends him the wrong way. Uh, which God is cool. damn it, that's got to be painful. Oh, what yeah. It's very good, way though. Way to go. Yeah. Um, and then um, Brian's firing ice at the blob, and um, then he tries to ram it. I mean, I don't know why he tries to ram it no, at this I don't. point. Yeah, he's doing quite with the well. He's doing quite well and then just fucks it up and just tries to ram the blob. And then the blob's having a fight with a with a matchbox toy. <laughs> yeah. That effect did not hold up too well. I no. said when the blob and gets bigger, it start, we start to enter ropier territory. Mm. Was that? Yeah. And particularly when the blob is covering the town hall as well, it doesn't yeah. look as effective. No. Um, and uh, Meg break Meg breaks out of the town hall and she steals a she, oh, that's right, she takes a bomb from a partially melting man who was asking for help. Yes. Which I thought was quite harsh. Help me. Mm. Nope, I'll just have your explosions, candle man. <laughs> and she gets a machine gun. Now, she's a cheerleader and yeah. I don't know whether she's handled a machine gun. I wouldn't imagine that she's handled an M sixteen at any point in her life before. Well, it doesn't but, look like she really has, because she's not She's a bit all over the place with it. Yeah. Um, she doesn't know the recoil. So it was actually quite nice to see, like, someone pick up a gun and not instantly be Arnie. A bit clumsy. She was a bit clumsy mm. with it. But she got, gets its mm. attention, doesn't she? Uh, yeah. Because the, the blobber currently is, is, you know, it's enveloped the truck with Brian inside and it's not looking good for poor Brian because he's in a cab surrounded by blob. Yes. Um... And so she puts, because she's on top of the ice container type, yeah. you know, the back of the truck, which is split off from the main part. Yeah. Um, and she pops the bomb on it. Um, but then she manages to get her leg stuck, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> she jumps off it heroically as the timer goes down. Yeah, whoever the stunt person was, they do seem to swing down and smash into that with a nice little uh, thwack. Mm. It looked quite painful. I thought the- that's going to work. Yeah, there's a nice Jaws moment because she says something like, you know, come on, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, uh, got that. And uh, yeah, so, but then Brian manages to escape and pulls her away yeah. and there's a massive explosion uh, and and then uh, there's, there's like artificial snow everywhere, isn't there? Like it's yeah. snowing. Um, and that everyone hugs and is happy and come out to see the snow um, apart from the parents who've just or haven't realised yet that their son has been blobbed um, in the sewers, <laughs> um, you know they're happy momentarily until they oh, yeah, discover no, that. Because yeah, no, yeah, because Meg's Meg's brother's okay, Kevin, but yeah, yeah, Eddie's parents, poor Eddie's parents. Yay, the blob's gone. Where's Eddie? Oh. Mm. Sorry, well, he's a bit dead. Pro- probably thinking, oh, he never fucking listened anyway because he always got his walkman <laughs> on. <laughs> So, um, but uh, yeah, so then um, you see what's left of the blob in the middle of the town. It's all the crystals, yeah. big pile of crystals. Pretty, pretty um, crystals. Yeah. And, and I, I was thinking at this point, it's like, hold on. They're going to thaw out. What are they going to do? But uh, Moss does say, quick, we best get the dump truck here and get this to the ice house. Yes. So obviously they're planning on keeping it frozen. So I, I thought that was nice because you... Usually it wouldn't think of that and it'd just be like, yay, Blob's dead, credits. I'm like, hold on, it's, it's only fake snow or it's only going to stay cold for a little bit because we're not in the cold season yet. Give it half an hour, that Blob's back again. 
Yeah. In fact, that dump truck's got to go fucking quick. It has. Because, you know, it's not going to stay cold forever, is it? But, no. uh, uh Yeah, then the... So you think, oh, well, that's the end of the film. But yeah. you cut to a tent in the middle of a field and uh, the, the reverend, who looks worse for wear... Yes. Um, ...is preaching about the end of the world and uh, he's got long hair now at this point and he's part of his face is scarred. He's got a patch on his eye Um and he goes into the back after his sermon and this woman comes in and s- says to him something like, when is the end of the world coming? And he turns, he, t- he takes his eye patch off, doesn't he? And his eyes yeah, all he's got the old dead eye, hasn't he? The old milky eye. Yeah. And he says, he turns around and he says uh, something like, oh, it's coming soon. And then he holds up the jar that he got from the freezer with yeah. the few crystals of, of frozen blob, which is growing now because it's not yes. frozen anymore. Now an unfrozen uh, blob. Yeah, and there you go. That's that's the end of the movie. And one of the things I, um, about Frank Darabont films that you know he's either written or he's directed, I've noticed that that he does tend to have like uh, lunatic religious people in it. You know what I mean? Like yes. The, the, uh, like the mist and um, other things he's done. There, there always tends to be some raving maniac who's who's you know using religion to justify. The, their means and everything so just thought that was an interesting little ob- observation that i made or put together um yeah. anyway mm. what did you think of the film because uh you as i said you, you hadn't seen it for a long long time uh did it hold up for you what did you think well, so i i didn't have much in the way of expectations because i don't remember loving it when i was young but um i yeah i enjoyed it 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 did go along at a a fair old pace it doesn't hang around at the cost of some character development but it's a fucking horror film so we can live with that but um no some good practical effects some nice surprises in who died um i think budget wise it showed it a bit at the end um it sort of was stretching itself beyond its its means a little bit when the blob was getting too big but as for you know the general standard of of some of the practical effects at play i thought they were they were very good um and yeah i did film went quick for me i yeah i I enjoyed it yeah i mean you've probably guessed from uh, the way i described a lot of the kills and stuff that i really enjoyed it as well and and i'm really pleased that i managed to to watch it after all those years you know and and uh because i do think it's really really good um uh, yeah, it's just like you said, it rattles along at a really nice pace. It's got some really good special effects, some not so great special effects, but the, definitely the one-to-one kills still look yeah. awesome. Um, and, and it also reminded me of um, a James Gunn film called Slither. I don't know if you've seen yes. that. Yes, I have, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right there, yeah. Before James, everybody, anybody knew who James Gunn was, but uh, from 2006 with Nathan Fillion, uh, Michael Rooker, and um, I, I really like that, you know. Yeah. Um, what I that's got a bit more comedy in it, but again, that's kind of like harkens back to this parasitic thing that takes over people's bodies, and yeah. you know, has gruey practical effects and all that kind of stuff. But there wasn't a lot of comedy in the f- the film, and and I've, but I've read that uh, it was either di- director or Frank Darabont sort of. Uh, suggested that part of the failure of the film is because of the time of year it came out you know it came out around the summer and and there were lots of other things coming out at that time but also the 
it had that it had a bit of a comedic um element to it which they thought was a mistake i didn't really laugh much no. in terms of, I, I mean there's some <coughs> witty lines there was some decent lines in it even though there wasn't a load of character development which again isn't a problem but it was the, i didn't i didn't sort of chuckle i didn't you know with like blind fury we you kind of it tried to be a bit of a comedy but it also <coughs> had a bit of action yeah. in it I didn't really feel that this had any real comedy in it at all. It did feel more of a straight horror film. Yeah, um, it, I mean, it wasn't... I thought it took itself seriously, but it wasn't, <clears throat> like, angsty and you know, grim as such. But, uh, yeah, it's only funny because the subject matter is a blob. So, I think if you played it for comedy, it would have been awful. I quite like the fact that right, it's, a, it's just a blob, like you were asking, how can a blob be scary? Um, mm. The blob's not scary. It is ridiculous, but everyone's playing it ninety five percent straight. And, and yeah, not not for laughs. So yeah, I I didn't I didn't snigger once during it at all. To be mm. honest, and I, I think it's. I'm glad I watched it, and I think I mean I would imagine that a lot of people will pick this up on VHS at some point. But I do genuinely think that it still ha- it well, I'd say still holds up. I, I obviously didn't watch it back in the day, but it holds up now. As a film that is what thirty three years old or something yeah. like that, it, you know, it still holds up and it it pays a lot of respect to the original. Yeah. Um, and it has parts of the original in it because you know there's there's a bit where they're held they're held up in the diner at the end of the uh the, the original movie and they they use fire extinguishers to to hurt it and whatever, um, but then it just kind of ends, you know, um, so. There's a lot of, but it's also, you know, I love the practical effects. Just seeing those on screen, you know, was just so good. I mean, the, the characters themselves. That's, that's the thing is, is it felt like I'd found found another film I wasn't aware of that had some really good practical effects in. Because yeah. they're a rarity these days. If you come across something old with <coughs> some really good effects in it, it's just it sort of warms me cockles a little bit to know that there's yeah. still stuff out there to find. We look at it and go, that's fucking good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the characters themselves, I mean, like I said, there, there wasn't really anything about them that made me warm to them particularly no. or, or cheer for them. But then looking at it, I mean, Brian wasn't really the hero as such. I would imagine, I'd say that Meg was more the hero than anyone else. Yeah. Um, you know, I suppose or jointly, but probably a bit more with her than than him. Um, which I liked and also I loved the twists in as much as that you know the characters that you thought were going to be the heroes or that were going to ha- do something more just got killed straight away which was yeah. great you know um, and particularly that that kid getting killed at the end didn't see that coming at no. all so no, no definitely not yeah very enjoyable really liked it so, so um, in, in, in the blob films I'm going to hazard a guess then if you're going to if you're going to list the blob films in order of goodness Top, you probably have this remake. Second is the original Blob, and third is Beware the Blob. I guess. Uh, absolutely, yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. The original's worth watching mm-hmm. just because of, I suppose, for curiosity, you know, out because of, of watching this, so you can see what they've kept in, what they've left out, you know, what they've changed. Um, you know, even the characters are similar in as much as the, you know, you've got Steve McQueen who's going out with this girl. And he's a bit like a clean cut kind of guy, and then he's mates who um, are a bit more bad boy type thing. You know, they want to race his car and all this, that, and the other. But how somehow they come together and they work together. But there was no 
obviously there's no deaths as such and the effects yeah. are a bit ropey but it's fucking out 1958 so you know what i mean um but it has the awesome uh uh, theme tune which is yes. you know it, so that gives it an extra point which is more than more that could be said for beware the blob <laughs> oh god uh and i at some point i'm sure i will insert them uh, into this show uh just so people can hear what we're talking about um so we had some twitter responses we did which was amazing should we read them out i'll shall i go first yeah if you want, yeah. Or do you want to go first no you go first Okay, so we got Ash first at Splashwave eighty six, and he put, uh, "I watched it last night. I'd never seen it before, and I quite enjoyed it. I must admit, I have an irrational dislike of Kevin Dillon, though, and he lowers my enjoyment of any film by thirty four percent. I just can't get on with him. Uh, some very good effects coupled with some very shonky ones. Five out of ten. There you go. Okay." Uh, we've got Cybel at Cybel27, who simply said, we'll be listening to that. Mm. Uh, at Scott uh, Scott Patton at Snizmenis, uh, watched last night for the first time. Oh, there we go, two first time watches. Uh, sorry, no, first time in decades and surprised how well it held up. Um, a couple of scenarios were as expected. Bad guy and cheerleader saved the day, but the Grease reference regarding his ring was funny, especially when he opened his boot to show his Del Boy cocktail bar. I didn't know it was a Grease reference. I didn't either. I, mm. I know I love Grease. I've watched it many times, but I can't remember. I haven't watched it for a long time, but I I've, can't I've been that. forced to watch it once. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not a big fan. <clears throat> Not massively, no. But anywho. Uh, we've got Just About Hanging on Harold, or at Harold Shand 1979. Uh, it says, This was my first 18 cert film at the pictures. I loved it and still do. Shame there's no real decent Blu-ray of it. I have two different ones, and they're both pretty much DVD quality. People are trying to nag at Arrow Films to see if it's one they'd consider. There you go, that's what I said. Pro- uh, probably got the Blu-ray I've got, which, yeah, it's better than DVD, but it's not, not a brilliant, brilliant print. Uh brilliant uh shawnee boy at shawnee boy um disgusting practical sfx he says and finally it's uh alan sanders who people know as alan sanders from the alan sanders show hello alan um he has put i remember thinking that it was pretty decent updated remake of a classic horror movie that i grew up watching for me, the one gut-wrenching moment was the person who was pulled through the hole, snapping them in half backwards. Mm. Which is the least you know, blobby I, I, of the deaths. It is, yeah. But it's still, it's probably one of the yeah. worst in terms yeah. of just... Ugh. Um, you know, I'm going to reference The Thing earlier on. And mm-hmm. I, I watched the... I mean, I love The Thing. It's one of my favourite yeah. films of all time. But So um, I've watched the... Th- um, the original of that as well, the 50s yeah. film, which is black and white. Um, and again, I just kind of, I got I got different vibes from different films, like we've mentioned, Aliens, The Thing. Um, so it, it does a decent job of, of pulling those together, but also being standing on its own two feet as well. So yeah, well done. Thumbs up. Awesome. Yay. Uh, shall... I'm winning this I year get... so far. I've had the blob and toy well. soldiers. Yeah. I know. Well, we'll see how I get on with the next pick. So, uh, I, no. I'm not going to guess it, am I? I? I haven't got one right yet, but we'll, you know, we'll play the game. 
<laughs> I'll give, we'll go for it anyway. Yeah. Now I've, I'm not sure entirely. Uh, having just had a quick look at, at this film when it was released, because um, Wikipedia says 1988, and then IMDb says 1990. <laughs> so excellent. It, it was it was released sometime between 1988 and 1990. Well, it's going to be um, like Blind Fury, isn't it? It was released in Bulgaria in 1988 and you know, Latvia in 1990. Yeah, it's a it's an odd one, uh, I have to say. However, right, mm. so you're not going to get any this. of these. I, it, oh, yeah. If I, if I go with um, Keith Cook. Oh, yeah. No. Richard Norton. Can I have a genre clue? It's a martial arts movie. Uh, 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 um, Midnight at the Ninja Fandango. <laughs> Not quite. However, it is directed by Robert Klaus, who directed Enter the Dragon. Oh, I probably shouldn't know this, but I won't, will I? I don't know. King of the Kickboxers. If I tell you the lead... American Ninja. Uh, no, if I tell you the lead actor, you'll get it straight away. Ninja uh, Cynthia Ninja Rothrock. Ninja. Uh, China, Cynthia Rothrock. China, 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 China O'Brien? There you go. China Ooh. O'Brien. Well done. I haven't seen this film for ages. I but it haven't was one... seen this film. Oh, really? Wow. I've seen the trailer. It was a trailer on the front of many a film, but never. I was too young. I didn't want a girl who could fight at the time. I wanted girls to be sexy. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to, you know, men fought and women washed up. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Well, we'll see uh, mm. if, if you're cool. impressed with uh, with with old China O'Brien. I think we we as we do anyway. We always do. We're going to have a bit of fun with this one because of a number of things that uh, I can think of. Um, but uh, yeah, I just thought. Well, we've, I don't think we've done a martial arts film, have we? And I haven't seen this for a long time. No, none apart from AWOL. Oh God, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, we have done a martial <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, well, we haven't done a martial arts film with a female. And uh, protagonist, so that is true. Here, there we go. Uh, anyway, so we will be back with that next time. But in the meantime, if you want to go to uh, 60mw.co.uk, uh, there's all the other podcasts that are on there. You can click on them directly and listen to them, or you can download them with your podcatcher or whatever it is that you use to download podcasts with. Um, if you go to at 60MW podcast on Twitter, that's where all of the giveaways and competitions tend to be put forward. Uh, so make sure you follow us on there. If you're on social media, I'm at Dastardly Jabby. Where are you? Uh, J at Ape Mutterings. And we will see you next time. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to send us any comments, then feel free. Uh, but thank you it's been great talking about the blob really enjoyed that so um we'll see you next time bye 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 <laughs>